Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now, folks, you are about to witness the most amazing. The most astounding living monstrosity of all time. Yeah, that's right. Bow, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bow down to your master. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Listen online, the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Past shows are available on iTunes. Search under BMMS. Listen with your cell phone. Get the iHeartRadio app. Available from the app store of your cell phone provider. More on that at iHeartRadio.com. And we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. That's where you can hang out with us each and every day. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Corbin. Good morning, Gimby. Well, good morning. Tickets to see Disturbed. They're going to be in Oklahoma City on a Saturday in January, the 27th, actually. Woo-hoo! Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. We've got listener emails. We've got to tell the truth. We're taking submissions for the Cancer Sucks Battle of the Bands, our annual Band contest. Top two bands are going to be able to perform with Hinder at this year's 
17th annual Cancer Sucks concert at the Canes on November 25th. What you do is submit your one song demo at the website that rocks, KMOD.com. Just click on the contest page. We'll then take uh, the top five, narrow it down to two, and the top two will be on stage with Hinder. So you'll need to get that one song demo in again at KMOD.com. My advice would be to make it radio friendly. Right. And really only just one. (laughs) Yeah. I guess if you want to be an overachiever, you can. I mean, if you're like, uh, we can't decide on which one. (laughs) So you want us to make the decision for you. They're all so good. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Just narrow it down. Pick one. We'll go from there. Uh, and then we're qualifying people for the Bud Light Bedlam. Pair of tickets to OU take on OSU in the last Bedlam game. Along with Bud Light swag, a $100 Visa gift card, and a case of Bud Light. Qualify every hour with us from Bud Light and 97.5 KMOUD. And uh, Dwayne Overby. Wagner just got qualified. Dwayne was listening, heard the cue, and uh, was a correct caller. Every hour. So seven, eight, nine, not ten, not eleven. No, gotta wait till the next morning. Then six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or not ten. <laughs> You're making it so confusing. <laughs> Am I? Uh, You're gonna call either way, whether I make an announcement exactly. or not. So yeah, that's right. Uh, but we'll give that away uh, right before bedlam. So make sure you get qualified. Another chance coming up in about fifty minutes. I found this uh, tweet that it was so awesome. I I thoroughly enjoyed this, and. It's so arbitrary, but the question was, who's a comedian nobody will ever convince you is funny? Now, this is, the spectrum's big. Yeah. Right? Uh, I heard Matt Reif wasn't funny this weekend. People expected him to do his his uh, just chit-chatty thing, mm-hmm. and he apparently didn't, or he didn't do very much of it, so you had to sit through all this drab to get to that, and <laughs> apparently it was not very funny, because I think he's funny, but... I've never seen him do stand-up. I've right. seen him do improv and just kind of riff back and forth and cut people. Yeah. Right. And that's funny. Yeah, but like when you're thinking of stand-up comedy, he's up there telling jokes. You know, knock, knock. Who's there? So people texted that put on this list, uh, Kevin Hart. Ooh. Ooh. He's pretty funny stand-up. Yes. I love his stand-up. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. But I think he's kind of like Cat Williams, not just because he's black, but like he his pace is and so short. like is so like <laughs> yeah. fast and yeah. kind of aggressive. Yeah. Okay. So if you don't like that type of comedy, mm-hmm. then I could get yeah why you don't think he's funny. Same with Jim Gaffigan is on this list. If you need your comedian, Jim Gaffigan. Sorry, I didn't know if you were smelling a fart. Or, he is funny. Again, this is very subjective. Yeah. But like yeah. the idea of you don't like him because you need your comedy to be really abrasive mm-hmm. or, or have swear words in it, then okay, yeah, he's not for you. Yeah, he's a good, clean comic for sure. Yeah. He's a brilliant observer of society mm-hmm. and makes funny stories. You ever seen him do the uh, Hot Pocket? Hot Pocket. Yeah, it's such a funny bit. <laughs> when you can be a comedian and have a storied bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think if, if 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 you're a comedian and people laugh at you at least one time during your setup, that's got to say something. Yeah. You know, because if they're not laughing at all, then yeah, totally, you're not funny, you need to sit down. Okay, but if you chuckle, snicker, laugh, smirk, some kind of positive, happy emotion at least one time during their set, 
you're good. I kind of have this theory that if you go see somebody in a comedy club, you're already like set up to laugh, mm -hmm. even if it's not funny. Okay, just kind of like going you, to a concert, you're going to mm -hmm. tap your toe. Right. 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 Maybe, maybe for some people, but yeah, I, I get what but you're saying. But nobody goes in like folding their arms, like <laughs> make right. me laugh, whore. Right. 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 You're you not expecting there. to have a bad time. <laughs> yes. Roseanne Barr. Well, here's an example. I would put Roseanne in the same category as Emo Phillips. Huh? The comedian Emo Phillips. You would know if you saw. Uh, but it's their voice that makes them funny. Okay. Their, okay. their routine and their material is rarely funny. The man she's talking like this mm -hmm. is what you go, this is just kind of weird. And it makes yeah. what they say a little bit funny. For me, again, this is subjective. Yeah, don't yeah, get your yeah. little feelers hurt <laughs> if you like Roseanne and I don't. Uh, Adam Sandler. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I can recall seeing Adam Sandler do stand-up. No. Uh, no. A back comedy actor and a comedian are not the same. Right. I was trying to think, like, back in his day, because I had a couple of his albums. You no, know, good but, point. But, like, I don't remember that being a lot of stand-up skits and sketches and stuff like that. Right. Mop, mop, mop all right, day long. Right, right. Oh, regular Roger Stahlbeck over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, F me in the goat. <laughs> yeah. You effing wheeze that thing. So, like, but it I was don't... performance comedy. Right, right. Not so much like, like with Carlin or Richard Pryor, who went up there and did stand-up, did jokes. Will Ferrell's on this list. It, does he do stand-up? I don't think so. I think yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. I think he's a comedic actor. Yeah. And that's a huge difference if we're talking, you know, if it's comedy spectrum in general. Okay, I'd throw Will Ferrell in that. But we're talking stand-up. You don't think Will Ferrell's funny? No, I think he's funny. But I, there's a difference between a comedic actor and a stand-up yes. comic. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If this list is all about just comedians, he would belong on that list, you know. Of, of not being funny. No, mm -hmm. of just, you know, being in there with the rest of the comedian, but we're talking stand-up is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they are not the same. They're two, one sits and writes jokes, and the other does performance. And that's, you know, that's another thing you think about that. When it comes to, like, Will Ferrell, is it him or is it the writers that are funny? Because he's just delivering what the writers... His improv's pretty funny, yeah. dude. Okay. okay. If you go watch him in... Um, uh, Man, it was just circulating last week. The, the algorithm got me on it. Where they're improvising um, a giveaway of an award. Okay. And it's really funny. Okay. Um, another one on this list, Kathy Griffin. Sure. If you are, if you put your political beliefs into whether comedy is good or not, uh, then yeah, you're not going to like her. Uh, uh, political aside, politics aside, I saw her stand up. And I don't think I, I don't remember really sure. laughing out loud at all. And I was excited to so see her. So you just her. sat there straight faced the whole I mean, time? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. I may have smiled, but I did not laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was really looking forward to seeing her. Yeah, because at that that's time, not a phrase I would ever make put in a sentence. Well, because at the time, she was big on Bravo and she would talk a lot about the Bravo liberties, as they call them. And so I was looking forward to that. And she didn't really get into that much. So it was a, it was a big letdown. Dane Cook showed up on this list a lot. Carlos Mencia showed up on this list a lot. And to me, uh, you can that's like saying you don't like Nickelback mm -hmm. or Creed. Dane Cook changed the pattern for comedians. Right. So like he, you, you somebody liked him. You're right. You're the hip one mm -hmm. who didn't mm -hmm. like him. Right. You may not think he's funny now, 
But he was doing comedy stuff, and you're like, that's pretty funny, man. Yeah. Same way with Carlos Mencia. Car and and yeah, and you're, <laughs> if you go out of the Rogan camp, you're probably like, yeah, he's a thief. Okay. They all are. Shut up. Uh, you know how I didn't see on this list? Because Gafkin showed up a lot. Mm. Um, Amy Schumer showed up. Somebody put Don Rickles. What? I was like, Hater. huh. Okay. Uh, somebody put Woody Allen. Not a comedian. No. <laughs> Not a comedian. Not at all. Uh, another one that somebody put on here was Dave Chappelle. Wow. What? Are those people high on something? Somebody put, humor. somebody put Wanda Sykes. I think Wanda Sykes is pretty funny. She's okay. hilarious. Her delivery is pretty impressive. Timing. She's money. Rodney Dangerfield. Nah, man. That's old school. Sure. Because he automatically just gets to be funny because he's in that old camp. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, to Lindsay's point with Kathy Griffin, I saw George Carlin, and he wasn't that funny. Mm. Wow. Because he was practicing material. You're not seeing, like, the performance. Right, what we should, what we're used to. Mm -hmm. I've seen Bill Maher a couple times. Not funny. Mm -hmm. His stand-up's not funny. I, I saw him, and I, I laughed my ass off. Right. Again, super subjective. Mm-hmm. Andrew Dice Clay, I just find that hard to believe. Right. That he's not a funny comedian. Who wrote this? Some 19-year-old person who was born yesterday? <laughs> right. Uh, Louis C.K. I'm not looking at lists. This is on Twitter. These are people right. making comments, right? Right, right. Louis C.K. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. He's pretty funny. He's pretty funny. He's, he's got some great bits mm -hmm. about, you know, the, the kids and whatnot and just being assholes. He, he is an observant comedian. Who writes jokes, but then there's like a second joke that a lot of people miss. Right. It's like a two-tiered joke, right? Yeah. And he likes the bushes. Right. <laughs> so to my point, like with Roseanne or Emo Phillips, somebody wrote Sam Kinison. He was always yelling. Yeah, that was his shtick. Mm -hmm. Right. Buried right over here. Uh, yeah, a lot of Jay Leno. Yeah, I don't think, I personally don't think Jay Leno's funny. I don't like his delivery. I don't like his setup. I don't like his timing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's good as a host. I, I was just going to say, I haven't seen his stand-up, but as a host, I thought he was good in his mm -hmm. stand-up, but he was, again, he had writers. Did, I, I mean, he did, probably did, but he also probably wrote. Right. I, I, don't re I don't disrespect his hustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He would do his show, and then on the weekends, go do comedy dates. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He never gave that up. And if I remember correctly... He gave a lot of money to his employees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he was so grateful for them, and he made such a, you know, obnoxious amount. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's like, I'm well aware I won the lottery. For sure. Uh, somebody writing Henry Winkler on this list. Of hey. <laughs> <laughs> not a comedian. Comedic actor? Com sure. Yes, yes, but not stand-up. Yeah. Man, nothing's more funny than he. Right, and was he really that comedic of an actor? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, at that time, I don't. He was known for being the Fonz. Right. But when you see a comedian take on a serious role, uh huh. And you only grew up seeing him as the Fonz. Do you think he's a comedian, or do you think he's a lot of people don't didn't know Bob Saget was a comedian and right. raunchy at that. That's true. Yeah. So. I, when I think of the Fonz, I think of more of a, a heartthrob for back then than a comedic actor. Somebody put Sasha Boren Cohen. Dude, I think he is funny. Never seen his stand-up. 
Um, his stand-up is strictly based off of characters. Right. So he becomes okay. a character. He talks about in interviews for the first few years of his comedic life, n- popular was nobody knew what he looked like. Mm-hmm. So he could go do his thing and then walk around and no one knew it was him. Right. Ali G was a pretty funny show. Oh, yeah. That's a com- that, yeah. That, that character mm-hmm. did stand-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, another one that somebody put on here that I was kind of shocked to see on here was and- Andy Kaufman. Wow. <laughs> and he's not for everybody. I think Andy Kaufman's a comedian's comedian. Because he is taking the craft to, like, the nth degree. Right. He's so layered and multidimensional. A lot of people don't think Jim Carrey's funny. I don't know if I've seen Jim Carrey do stand-up. People put Nikki no. Glaser on this list. Oh, she's hilarious. Her When she's on the roasts, she nails it every time. I don't... Mm. <laughs> I don't put roasts in on whether a comedian's funny or not. Okay. Because it's a scripted show. Well, they still have to write their yeah. roast. Yes, but they also probably get a lot of help. Mm-hmm. Right? It is not about them individually standing with a microphone. Right. It is about the collective unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe some of them do. But, like, when you see Justin Bieber get roasted and somebody who's not a comedian is up there doing roasting, you think they wrote yeah, but some most of that is not as good as what. No, but you're missing my sure. point. Mm-hmm. Somebody helps them. Yeah. Right. So, like, collectively, it's about the whole product. So, and also, everything she does is so over-the-top sexualized. Mm-hmm. You're like, we well, get it, anal. Oh, God. Again, another anal joke. Good for you. Mm-hmm. She is on, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, super subjective. The whole list is subjective. Because somebody who loves Nikki Glazer may not. Somebody who likes Kathy Griffin may not. Somebody put Burt Kreischer on here. Okay. He's funny. He tells funny stories. He's an amazing storyteller, mm-hmm. which is also another trait of being a good comedian. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Rock. There are moments I Chris Rock is really funny. He was really, really funny um, back in, like, late 90s, you know, uh, SNL, when he's doing his stand-up then. His Bigger and Blacker album mm-hmm. is still one of my favorite mm-hmm. comedic albums of all time. And that one that recently came out after the whole Will Smith thing, that yeah. special, I watched part of it, and part of it was, was funny, I guess. It was but, good. Yeah. What was the one where he, uh, the famous stand-up routine... Where he wore the leather outfit. Yeah. Camera. That was, I mean, iconic. Uh, you know who wasn't on this list? Not once. That I could tell? Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. Because he's hilarious. His stand-up was hilarious. And then he went into movies and kind of stopped doing the stand-up. Uh, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, why would you continue <clears throat> to do stand-up when you're making $40 million a movie? Ask Jay mm-hmm. Leno that. Because he's trying to stay true to his craft, try to stay true to who he is, you know. Oh, uh, are you are you are you uh, teeing up hate on Eddie Murphy? No, not at all, not at all. I love Eddie Murphy, and I think his his movies are funny. 
Hell, even Vampire in Brooklyn was all right. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 we got a problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he, he he's, he's making movies and then stopped doing the stand-up. And I think, I think, personally, I think he should go back to doing stand-up. There's a lot of these comedians that I think should go back to their roots and back to doing stand-up. I, I don't think he should. Didn't his brother die? And his brother wrote a lot of his comedy stand-up. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But there's another example. Mm. Does he get credit for being a stand-up comedian when he's just delivering the material and someone else right. is writing it for him? Right. I guess because, you know, you're the one delivering it. Dave yep. Chappelle. A lot of people say Chappelle. Part of what made him funny was his writing partner. Mm -hmm. And when they had a fallout after he went AWOL, right. he wasn't nearly as funny. Right. To me, Chappelle has kind of evolved into a comedian slash philosopher Almost, because he like does a joke, but then he talks about some sort of cultural issue. Mm -hmm. Somehow they and all not, tie in together. And it's not a joke. Right, right. Like there's not a punchline. Mm -hmm. And then he'll put a joke on there. And right. you're like, that doesn't have to do with the cultural topic he had. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We got tickets to see Disturbed. Uh, Disturbed's going to be in Oklahoma City on the 27th. We got listener emails, and we got to tell the truth. Take a break, and we'll be back. Next, Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Man Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. News quickies are stories you may have missed in the news. We cover them here and put a link on our Facebook page if you want more. Facebook.com slash BMMS69. It's time for news quickies, world news, local news, and news that just makes you say, what the f***? Now here's Corbin, Gimpy, and Lindsay with what's going on. News quickies from the Big Man Morning Show at 97.5 KMOD. Woman's 120-mile-per-hour ride ends with a violent fingernail attack on Trooper. This happened down in Florida. Brittany Bianchi was arrested and charged with a DUI after the incident that unfolded on the Gandy Bridge in St. Petersburg on Saturday night. According to the Florida Highway Patrol, the 31-year-old was also charged with resisting an officer How old? with violence. 31. Huh. She was uh, resisting an officer with violence, battery on law enforcement, habitual traffic offender, possession of marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, speeding, and no insurance. This is Bianchi's third DUI arrest within 10 years. She was driving Boinks. in a Mercedes at 120 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone when she passed a trooper. The trooper conducted a traffic stop, arrested her for the DUI, but after she was taken into custody, she became violent. She dug her fingernails into the trooper's hands and began to scratch. And since that is her third DUI, I looked it up, and she could get five years in the Florida State pen, and it's punishable by a $5,000 fine. God, that feels like nothing. I know. I agree. It feels like not very much for her. What DUI? Third in 10 years. Within 10 years, five years, and five grand. Yeah. Doesn't feel like very much. Mm -mm. Especially at that speed. 
Right. Yeah, there should be another charge besides DUI. For sure. Right. Reckless endangerment. Something. Yeah. yeah. Beer company investigating worker who pissed in the wrong gradients. So this Say is, that one more time. Okay. Beer company investigating who pissed in the wrong gradients. Scum's out of China. <laughs> Not wrong. Raw. raw. Okay. I was like, wait, so there are some ingredients they should? Yeah. It's a raw ingredients. <laughs> Uh, this comes out of China uh, from a brewery called Tsingtao. I'm imagining that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, this uh, surveillance footage had caught one of their workers climbing up on the vat and peeing in one of the containers that had raw materials in it. And, of course, it goes all viral on, on Chinese social media. They went ahead and called the police in to do an investigation, try to figure out what's going on, who did it. They say that they completely sealed up the container that had the raw ingredients that were pissed in on it. I don't know why they just wouldn't just throw it away. Yeah, dump but it. Maybe they're saving it for evidence. I don't I don't know, but nonetheless, they haven't caught the guy yet. Which, furthermore, Susan, it's your company, it's your surveillance footage. You should know exactly who it is, mm-hmm. right? I'd think anyway, but... I would think so. You would know who's on shift. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and who works that area or whatever, but the investigation continues nonetheless. Unless they're trying to say that maybe it's not an employee, like maybe they want to say, like, no, it's someone that broke in or right, a trespasser. Right. Well, it says here that... Uh, it shows a male worker uh, clamoring into a high-walled container and relieving himself onto its contents. Now, okay, we're working at a brewery here, and I know when it comes to jailhouse gin and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, you take your, your your little fruit cups and you put them in a trash can, and then you, you throw it and you tie it up real good and you put it in the toilet and you piss on it, and that's how it gets fermented and stuff. So maybe he's just trying to speed up the process. Oh, or maybe the company has a policy or the police there have a policy where they don't disclose a name yeah, until possible. a charge comes in. That's mm-hmm. possible, too. Singtao's good. I've had it at in the raw before. Have you? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It's beer. It's Chinese beer. It's Chinese beer. And now maybe you know what makes it so good. I didn't say it was good. So it's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Plane tips backwards as passengers get off. <laughs> a jet... Bl- <laughs> Do you blame them? Uh, I, could say, I could say something really crude, but I'm not going to. A JetBlue plane is being taken out of service for inspection. It's probably a good idea. After it tipped backward onto its tail as passengers were getting off. This happened at JFK Airport the other day. The plane had just landed from Barbados when video shows the nose of the plane lifting up. JetBlue is investigating, but say it appears to have been caused by a shift of weight as people were getting off and cargo was being unloaded. For those who don't know, when a plane is being unloaded and it is you're getting off the plane when deboarding's happening, they take luggage out of the back of the plane. Mm. And then once you're off, they put luggage, they take the luggage off the front of the plane. Hey, fatty. So <laughs> if they did that in reverse. Right. Then, yes, the nose is going to tip up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I just imagine a bunch of hefty people sitting on the back. Can we hurry up and get off this plane? Right. <laughs> it feels like it should be a little more definitive than that close. Right. Because right. you take, you know, the Mickey Mouse suitcase off. <laughs> right. Or my box of bananas <laughs> that I bought in Barbados. <laughs> right. Because they're so bountiful. <laughs> Boy, all right. 
All these stories are on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash BMMS69. Tulsa's morning show continues next. The Big Man Well, 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 well. If it isn't time for balls to the wall sports. <laughs> I watched uh, till like 9.15 or so last night. Got up, checked the score this morning. And I've been looking forward to the first sports segment <laughs> of the day. <laughs> Well, let's just rip the Band-Aid off, shall we? The Vikings pulled off a major upset after topping the 49ers. 22-17 on Monday Night Football. Yeah. It is clear that McCaffrey has to be 100% to play. And when he fumbled that ball, and he does not fumble. No, he sure doesn't, man. And and and, and when Big Boy went and tried to get after it, and it just butterfingered through his fingers, and then and then the Vikings got. I was just like, mm. I gotta yeah. ask, uh, Gimpy, did you throw a party last night? No. Oh, okay. Because the last time they lost, he said oh. I threw a party, a watch party, so I can't do that again. Well, that's good news that it's not that. <laughs> right. Yeah, there really wasn't much watching going on in my house oh, last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, all right. So that uh, I was the only one that picked the uh, Vikings to win. So oh, that wow. now makes the record six and three for Gimpy Nine, four and five for Lindsay overall. Right. So rookie Jordan Addison led Minnesota after catching seven passes for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins threw for 378 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Greg Joseph converted three of his four field goal attempts, including a 54-yarder at the end of the third quarter. The Vikings are now second in the NFC North at 3-4. and four. Brock Purdy completed 21 of his 30 pass attempts for 272 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Christian McCaffrey combined for 96 yards and two scores. San Francisco is now leading the NFC West at 5-2. and two. Yeah, McCaffrey has scored in 16 straight games. Yeah. That is really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Him going to San Francisco has been massive for his career, and he was already a stud. Yeah. Right? He's gotten better. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan Addison, he is the ninth rookie to score uh, that much uh, through his team's first seven games. Mm-hmm. Tied with Randy Moss, mm-hmm. who is a Hall of Fame uh, receiver. So it was just I love good games by, with that. The question is, now that they have t- can they when they're under any adversity, how does how do they handle all that? And so that's two games in a row where the adversity was kind of messed up and they, they struggled a little bit. Yeah. There were moments where it looked like they were going to pull out of it. They were the 49ers you're used to seeing, mm-hmm. but they could not pull it together. It was good. I thought it was a good game. What do you think, Gibby? It was fun for what I watched. For what? All oh, right, because you said you weren't watching very much. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm not asking on purpose. Right. No, you aren't. I don't need to ask. You know. <laughs> I don't need to ask, right? No. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> Part of you's concerned. No, I'm not concerned. But for those Curious. that aren't keeping up with us, why didn't you watch very much last night, Gimpy? I was just busy doing other things. Other things? <laughs> yeah. Plural? 
Well, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh oh. Good for you, man. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that like in a mean way. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, good I for know. you. You yeah. Yeah. I know how you meant L- Live you. your best life, man. Oh, show. And that's your balls to the wall sports. <laughs> I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Qualifying people for Bud Light Bedlam. Someone's going to win a pair of tickets to see OU take on OSU. Plus, we're going to throw in some Bud Light swag, a $100 Visa gift card, and a case of Bud Light. you got to qualify with us for a chance at winning this. And Harry Welker of Broken Arrow heard the cue, so now Harry's in the running. You can only get qualified with the Big Mad Morning Show. So two more chances this morning. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Corbin. Hey, if you're in a band and it doesn't suck, hell, even if it does suck, submit one song. Let us judge your band, KMOD.com, and, uh, and enter it for a chance to play the 17th annual Cancer Sucks concert at the Canes Ballroom on November 25th. The top two bands are going to open up for Hinder at this year's concert. Again, KMOD.com, and go to our contest page and enter that one song, the cleanest you possibly have, an MP3, just one song for your chance to win. Good morning, Gimpy. Well, good morning, Corbin. It looks like OU football's back here this Saturday as number five OU's taking on Kansas at Kansas. Your pregame with Chris Plank starts at 9 a.m. and kickoff is at 11, and you can always stream it on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, so I was going to do something else, but I just got something. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Movies that you didn't know were based on true stories? Oh, oh like a cocaine bear. Yes, yeah. most people don't know that is based off of a true story. Mm-hmm. Based doesn't mean actual, like, um, fact for fact, but inspired, if you will. Yeah. Like, Titanic is inspired by true events. Yeah. Because we don't know if there was a necklace on there and all those people that, you know, played out that way. Uh, uh, the Notebook. Okay. For those who know, Nick, The Notebook is written by Nicholas Sparks. He's this guy who writes these really romantic m- books, or in this case, about a cheating whore. And... Mm-hmm. She's a cheating whore, mm-hmm. and he can't get out of his own way. God, get over it, man. Move on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's based off a true story. He says that was about his grandparents. Oh, how about that? His grandma was a whore, huh? <laughs> By the way, did you know that your grandmother was a whore? <laughs> uh, I don't know this movie, The Woman King. Never nope, heard of it. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, it apparently is It's a slightly fictionalized version of the story of the Dami Amazons, an all-female military regime that existed upon the early 1900s. Viola Davis is in this, a fierce warrior who trains a new generation of fighters. Very interesting. Viola Davis is awesome, so I bet that's good. Jaws. Yeah? Based off a series of shark attacks. In 1916, four beachgoers died at the Jersey Shore, which resulted in a massive shark hunt. To find the man-eater and protect the city's tourism industry. Hmm. 50 first dates. That's a real thing, huh? Based off of a true story. Hmm. A real-life story of a veterinarian who falls for a woman 
with daily memory loss. The film is based off the true story of Michelle Philpotts, who suffered two head injuries in 85 and 1990. Like the movie, her memory resets when she sleeps, so her husband has to remind her of her their marriage, the accident, and her progress every morning. <laughs> wow. Wow. You love me. Yeah. <laughs> We're married. We have sex. <laughs> you enjoy it. Have you seen the pictures of the the real? Uh-uh. Man. Well, he's got a he's got a rocking ass mullet and she looks like she's looking through coke bottle glasses. Well, I mean, this was the 80s. I and understand. if you've had some traumatic brain injury, true. Then oh, dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a predator. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. Yeah. I think he preyed on that young woman. You know that argument? We had an argument yesterday. You were wrong. <laughs> You're nev- you never win arguments. Right. I am always right. <laughs> no, we've never done this position. <laughs> right. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, the movie that uh, put Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on the map. Uh, it's about a real-life incident involving Matt Damon's brother, Kyle. Kyle was visiting, a physicist, was visiting a physicist at MIT and came across the equation on a hallway chalkboard. Using his artistry skills, the star's brother decided to complete the equation, uh, and the masterpiece remained untouched for months. And then we got Goodwill Hunting. Huh. How about that, though? Yeah, you learned something new. The Shining. I knew that, yeah. Uh, Stephen King and his wife, Tabitha, decided to see what the fuss was about and checked into room 217. After their stay, Stephen King admitted that to hearing strange noises, having nightmares, which he never does, and thinking up the idea for the movie The Shining. Mm. Uh, I never saw this movie. I am familiar with it, and that is Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Mm. Uh, Adam Devine, Zac Efron, they are two guys that need dates for a wedding, for their sister's wedding. And after posting that on Craigslist, the boys invite two seemingly lovely girls who turn out to be a lot wilder than they imagined. <laughs> All right. Chicago. The, the musical. musical. With mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Richard, I have your gerbil gear. Oh, God. Let me winks. Uh, it's the inspirational story of Maureen Dallas's 1926 play that was based on the true story of Balua Anan, a suspected murderer. Chicago, which follows two murderers awaiting trial in the 20s, earned six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Okay. The Terminal. I knew this was true. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks plays Victor. A European man who finds himself stuck at the airport when he's denied entry to the U.S. and unable to return to his home country during to a coup. But the storyline is based on the story of an Iranian refugee, Mehran Kamiri Nasseri, who lived in the departure terminal of Charles de Gaulle Airport in France for two decades and even wrote an autobiography called The Terminal Man. Mm. Horrible. Yeah. Sounds horrible. <laughs> No, no word on his tiling skills. <laughs> the Vow, another Nicholas Sparks story, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Rachel McAdams and Channing Tatum, they uh, 
They are captivating as Paige and Leo Collins, whose happy marriage is tested after an accident leaves Paige with severe memory loss. Again, you love me. (laughs) Except this one isn't as sweet as 51st Dates. The film was inspired by the true story of Kim and Cricket Carpenter. They've revealed that there was more to the story than the movie suggests. Kim said the dramatization in the movie was much greater, but it's hard to put 20 years of challenges into 103 minutes. For those who know, in that movie, she decides she doesn't want to be... She's like, I don't love you. Yeah. Right. And Channing Tatum, who is a mediocre actor at best, mm-hmm. he's better as a comedic actor, I feel, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, is you know, distraught, obviously, with her moving on with her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, River's Edge from 1986. Uh, Inspired by true events in 1981, the nation was shocked to hear the murder of 14-year-old Mercy, who was assaulted and killed by 16-year-old Anthony Jacques Broussard. According to reports, he casually told his friends about the incident, then showed them the body. They didn't alert the authorities for days. True story. The River's Edge is the name of that movie. Uh, It could happen to you. This rom-com that I'm sure Lindsay loves... (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, about the uh, Yonkers waitress, Phyllis Pinzo, who often crossed paths at Sal's Pizzeria, where Pinzo worked. One fateful day in 1984, Cunningham asked Pinzo to help him pick half of the lottery numbers on his ticket. And sure enough, he wound out wound up winning the lotto the next day. Like in the film, he split his winnings with the waitress, but Cunningham and Penzo were romantically were never romantically involved like in the movie. It's a good one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Psycho. Yeah, with well, the old Norman Bates, huh? The inspiration behind this film's main character, Norman Bates, uh, is Wisconsin serial killer Ed Gein, oh, yeah, the yeah, butcher yeah. of Plainfield. Although Gein was notorious for many things, the writers channeled his creepy gaze and odd obsessions to create the on-screen version of the this uh, villain. Uh, fun fact, Gein also inspired uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Right, right. With his belt of nipples. I don't know this movie, but I'm hoping Lindsay does. Gotta kick it up. Never heard of it. Okay, from 2002, the story of Megan Cole, a teacher who led an after-school dance team at Nimitz Middle School during the 90s. Gotta Kick It Up follows a group of Latin teen girls who learn valuable life lessons as they make their way to the national championships. Si se puedo remains one of the four biggest mottos. Sounds a bit like bring it on. Right. Uh, Kiss and Cry. Uh, Canadian drama centers around a young figure skater who dreams to appear to come to a halt when she discovers she's an extremely rare form of cancer. It's based on the life of death of real-life skater Carly Allison, who was a huge advocate for those battling cancer. How about that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know the, the psycho one. And the, I didn't know the 51st Dates one was a real story. I didn't know that psycho was based on Ed Gein. That's kind of interesting because he was a he was a weirdo, but like... From what I've read on Ed Gein, nothing like Norman Bates, you know, in, in, in the Psycho movies. Obsessed with his mom. Right. That was and the, about it. the stare. Right. Is That's, what they said. Right. That's about it, you know. But Ed Gein would take and fillet people and make lampshades out of their skin and stuff like that. And maybe they just took bits and pieces of them and they're like, oh, this will make for a great movie. But I think if you're going to portray somebody or use them as inspiration... You should, like, really thoroughly use them. Uh, the killer in um, Silence of the Lambs, not Anthony Hopkins, but uh, 
Push the lotion in the skin. Isn't the that Ed Gein too? Buffalo Bill. Bill, yeah. That's Ed Gein too, right? I think that one's inspired by Ed Gein. That I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Ah. So I thought those were awesome. I love finding out the story's like partially mm-hmm. true. Yeah. And then it's, but also not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But uh, still pretty good. And, and all I want to know is the guy that plays the dad in 50 First Dates, for him to have any um, discernible dialogue is just a huge advancement <laughs> yeah. in movies because he's usually <laughs> uh, alright we gotta take a break we'll be back Tulsa's morning show the big man morning show the assault continues next 97.5 KMOD Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show. Nine one eight four six zero kmod can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's play a game. We got tickets to see Disturbed. They're going to be in Oklahoma City on Saturday, January 27th. Get your tickets, Ticketmaster.com. We're going to play right now for a pair. We're going to play Sing Sing. The current record, Gimpy, is? Well, I'm leading with 12. You are right behind me with 11. And Lindsay has 7. And last week's winner? Uh, that'd be you. So, Gimpy and Lindsay at 918-460-KMOD. 918-460-KMOD. Call up, decide who's going to be your clue giver. Whoever gets the most right, winning those tickets to see Disturbed in Oklahoma City in January. 918-460-KMOD. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? DJ. DJ, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. DJ, do you want Lindsay or Gimpy? Lindsay, let's do it, girl. DJ, 60 seconds are on the clock. Timer starts after the first clue. Are you ready? I am. Here we go. All right. An old man turned 98. He Ironic. To... Yes. Um... And these are, oh, the, the Queen of England, uh, Prince Harry, Prince William. They are all what? Royal. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, if blank should stay, blank would. I'll always love you. Yes. Um, this is a, uh, this, oh, my gosh. Um he dressed in yellow. Come sit next to me, you fine fellow. Um, you look over there oh with God. nothing to lose. Uh, I know don't that just one. stand uh-huh. there blank, blank, blank. Bust the move. Yes. Um, this He's married to, been separated for the past seven years, to Jada uh, Pinkett. And yes, uh huh. Are we getting diggy with it? Yes. Time. That's five. Is that what we got there, Gimpy? Thank goodness. Excellent job. Excellent job there, DJ. Hang on the line. Good job, girlfriend. Don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Good morning. You're on the air. What is your name? Ryan. Ryan, you've got to beat five. Are you ready? Let's try it. You got to hold the cards, Lindsay. Thanks for the vow of confidence there, Ryan. Lindsay was basking in her glory. Right. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, we're ready. Been waiting on you, lady. Okay, this is a rap song. It's a newer one, Gay Cowboy. 
uh, Old Town Road. Yep. Uh, ooh, James Hetfield's band, and you know those little things that are on strings that marionettes use? Master of Puppets. There you go. Uh, this is the guy that wears the Arby's hat, and it's the emotion that's opposite of sad. Happy? Yep. Uh, this is the lady that was with, uh, she was in Greece, okay, and this is the song about, like, getting up and doing things. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. Get mm-hmm. physical? Yeah, we'll take the get off of it. Physical. Yep. Uh, this is the song about, that's a band from the 70s who's after the bird, the bald blank. Oh, the Eagles? There you uh, go. Hotel California? What's the opposite of hard? Not soft, but soft? Uh, the opposite. If something's hard, you would say, oh, if it's not hard, you'd be like, ah, oh, this is... Uh, Sitting on a corner in Winslow. Time, time, time. Congratulations, Uh, Lindsay. I'm so sorry. Ryan, you did not win, man. Thank you so much for playing. Of course. Thanks so much for the opportunity. All right, buddy. Have a great day, man. See you later. DJ, you're going to see Disturbed in Oklahoma City in January. That is awesome. I've met David Draymond a couple of times. He's a fantastic person. I'm excited about this. How have you met him a couple of times? I mean, usually people in life have like maybe one meet and greet scenario, but how have you met him a couple times? I I used to frequent um, a former radio station back in my 20s, used to do festivals every year. No, don't. And uh, there would be meet and greets afterwards, and, and a couple of those festivals, you know, he was out there signing autographs, and he signed autographs, and I shook his hand and got to say hello, and it was really cool. Okay, so you've met him in other meet and greet scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right on. Well, good on you. All right, well, hang on the line so Gimpy can get your info, okay? Perfect, thank you. All right, good job. Uh, Lindsay, this is one that Gimpy ended on. All right. I want to say, is this the one? Well, I've been running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. Is that that song? Two that want to something hold me. One that wants to scold me. One says she's a friend of mine. And I believe that Jackson Brown actually wrote this song or does a, his own version of it. I would have done, there's a song called Blank Blank Limit. Mm-hmm. And the New Orleans is known as the Big What. Uh-huh. Yes. So take it easy, but I think you were in the right direction. Yeah. All right, the record now. Well, it still keeps me in a lead with 12, keeps you second with uh, 11, and moves her to eight. All right, take a break, and we'll be back. Tulsa's Morning Show continues next. next. The Big Mad Morning Show on Tulsa's Rock Station, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning, it's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. Let's see what Gimpy has in his 4x4. Well, Gimpy says here that McConnell says he's completely recovered following his freezing incidents. So the software update has been pushed. Right, right. Says here that McConnell says he's in good shape and is back on the job during an interview. Uh, he says that he froze up while taking questions from reporters on Capitol Hill and in a separate incident in his home state of Kentucky. The episodes after McConnell suffered a concussion 
from a fall during a dinner in March. Doctors ruled out a stroke or seizure. That Him doing that, mm-hmm. and when you see it happening, mm-hmm. and then you put it in with some other things. Like, have you seen the thing on TikTok called Menugate? Uh-uh. No. So it's this case where this guy lives in, a ha- in an apartment building, and he thought nothing of it. And then one day, people delivered menus, and he noticed none of the menus had been picked up. And then he went into the parking garage and realized that none of the cars had been moved. Huh. Some of them hadn't had registration updated in two years. Dust on them. Huh. So he pulled a fire alarm. No one left. Okay. Oh, wow. Very interesting. So he was like the but, only one living in this apartment. Yeah. And from the outside, you can see the homes and lights come on in the apartments. Right. And, and so those type of things. He goes to a restaurant. Like, he went to a gas station. No one was pumping gas. Right. They're just standing there like NPCs, right? Right. But, like, these type of things are, for me, <laughs> evidence <laughs> of living in a simulation. Yeah, very well could be true. Because think about that. Like, how many times have you walked up to an NPC... And they don't do what they're, you think they're supposed right, to do. Right, It glitches out or something like that. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, UAW members ask Fain to take a pay cut. Some United Auto Workers are asking leader Sean Fain to show solidarity and accept the same $500 pay that they're receiving during the walkout. The union says that Fain will continue to be paid his salary, estimated to be above $200,000. Uh, that's outlined what? in the union's constitution, <laughs> right? He's uh, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, the UAW is expanding its strike once again. The big three against the big three automakers, workers at Stellantis plant in Detroit, are hitting the picket line, bringing the total number of workers off the job to over 40,000. That's a lot of workers. Yeah, and this is a big one because it's where they make Dodge Ram trucks. Right. And so that kind of puts a little, that's their biggest selling car, the or vehicle. Uh, and how hilarious is it that he's been standing up there going, "This is we're tired of the big people making all this money. The little people need to make money. Yeah. And then somebody's on the picket line like, hell no, we won't go. <laughs> and they're like, wait, how much does he get? And he's like, <laughs> and I'm getting, honey. <laughs> yeah, I think he should. A little hypocrisy. Just a skosh. Uh, it says here that Hamas released two hostages. Uh, they claim to have released like, hostages. I'm not on strike. <laughs> right. I'm here to help you. I have, I've never worked for them. I work for you. Right. And I need that $200,000. Right. I'm not on strike <laughs> from you. <laughs> right. Uh, they say here that they, re- they released some hostages on humanitarian grounds, uh, but Israeli officials say it was only an attempt to delay a possible ground invasion. Hostages were identified as two elderly Israeli women. These that are no use to us. Get have out there. Have you seen the video? <laughs> uh-uh. They're like, they've got their, like, ah, ta, ah, their bandage thing right. around their the head AK-40 and the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're holding this little old lady's hand, like, come on. Let me take a little bit. And you're like, what's happening? How long did it take you to get her hostage? Right. <laughs> right. Probably didn't take long to round them up, you know. You just, you know, hold on to them tightly and round How many up. times... Uh, I'm not make the joke. Never mind. <laughs> Lastly, here, yeah, <laughs> Oklahoma Senate Committee looks to increase the turkey population. I know these are the hard hitting things you're worried about. An Oklahoma State Senate Committee is looking at solutions to reverse the decline in population and bring the state back to good levels. The state Senate committees will look at legislation to create safe habitat sites, maintain turkey preservation zones, and decrease predators and protected spots. I'm not saying it couldn't potentially be a problem worth solving, but how bad is it right. that that's got to supersede some other things that might need attention? <laughs> right. No. I, what do I know, though? Turkey, man. <laughs>
Congrats to the Texas Rangers. They've advanced to the World Series for the first time since 2011. Hooray! Texas defeated the Houston Astros 11-4 in Game 7 of the American League Championship Series at Minute Maid Park last night. Adoles Garcia homered twice and totaled five RBI to set the MLB record for RBI in any postseason series with 15. Nathaniel Lowe and Corey Seager also went deep in the series, clinching victory. In Philly, the National League Championship Series is heading to Game 7. The Diamondbacks silenced the Phillies 5-1 at Citizens Bank Park in Game 6 to set up a winner-take-all elimination game tonight. The Phillies are aiming to get back to the World Series for the second straight season, while Arizona is searching for its first trip since 2001. And that's your Balls to the Wall Sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Yeah, that felt like Green Day, didn't it, Gibby? A little bit, yeah, man. Exactly on brand. Yeah. You'll hear that more on KMOD. All right. Qualifying people for Bud Light Bedlam. We just uh, had the Q play, and someone's going to get a pair of tickets to see OU take on OSU in the last Bedlam game. you got to qualify, though, to be eligible, and that's what that Q's for. And James Cooley of Ponca City got qualified. Congratulations, James. Another chance to get qualified for those tickets and a bunch of cool Bud Light stuff and a $100 Visa gift card coming up. Qualify every hour with us from Bud Light, 97.5 KMOUD. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Corbin. Also, every hour, you can rock the bank in less than an hour from now at 9 a.m. is your first chance when you hear that nationwide keyword, you could get yourself $1,000. When you hear it, enter it online at KMOD.com for your first First chance to win this morning, and that chance goes on and on until 5 p.m. today. All right, listener emails. You can always email us, show at KMOD.com. Show at KMOD.com. We uh, take your emails, we read them on the air, and then you guys get to give advice. This one says, this is different like we've ever gotten. I'm over self-checkout. It's so annoying to have to scan fruit or get the unexpected item in the baggage area or even try to purchase alcohol and wait for some employee uh, that seems to be disgusted to even have to help uh, and handles the kiosk like they're entering the Konami Konami code. Mm -hmm. Is it me, but does everyone hate self-checkout? From customers to employees, why can't we go back to regular checkouts and no, I won't show you my receipt. <laughs> Listener wants to know, uh, are we over self-checkouts? It has its advantages. Sure. You know, when you don't want to wait in line, you know, because there's, like, like I go to Winco for my groceries, right? And they do have a self-checkout line, but there's a Speedy Express 15 items. Yeah, they police it. Yeah, they do. Other places don't police it, but they're like, hey, no, 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 move she, along. She hit me one day. She's like, is that 15 items? I said, give or take a few, sure. I just kept on going. But like at the Winco, right, I'll have to sit there and wait for like three people to check out beforehand. And there is always like a basket of stuff. It's never just a short mm-hmm. list or whatever. So I get that. But at the same time, with the shelf checkout from Walmart, it seems like you still have to wait for them. Yeah. And, and that's probably because that's all they have. They only have like one lane open for, you know, regular people that don't want to use it. I have rarely waited at self-checkout. Really? There's rarely. Many a times that I've just sat there 
Because you can't, you can't, you got the big square, the bank of them there. Right? Yeah. And I just got to sit there and wait for one to open up while Mildred figures out how, yeah. to, how to handle this So there's thing. the bank of them. Uh-huh. That looks like a U or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's, they have some of the lanes that are self-checkout too. Okay. See, I don't, I didn't know that. You know, the neighborhood market over by my place on 81st is only self-checkout now. Yeah. And I've never, the ones that are set up that way, I've never waited. Oh, mm. I always, I waited yesterday. Maybe I don't go at peak times. That might be that might be the issue there then. And and the only time I've ever been frustrated with self checkout is when you go to push, like it's like, do you want your receipt printed? And it like doesn't take your touch, Mm. right? And uh, I had to have the person come over and go, "You're pushing it too hard." Okay. <laughs> okay. They at the end of the self checkout at the Walmart, they're like, "Please rate your experience one star every time, every time." Really? <laughs> yeah. Based on well, and for why? Why just, for you is it a one just, star? Just cause. <laughs> just so wait. So you do it just to be a troll? <laughs> be a troll. I don't. I don't ever give a five star rating to anyone because everyone can improve right, right. somewhere. Who are you? It's always. Who are you? When does your book come out? I what never are you find about? I never find. Everybody There's always improve. something missing. There's always. Never find exactly what I need. There's never Western salad dressing. Or where in the hell is the Wondra? I haven't is found the... Wondra in months. Not do they since even make last it? Thanksgiving. Do they even make it anymore? Yeah, they do. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Then just order it. <sighs> Instead of getting people asshole. fired at the store, because you two are giving dro- one star. I'm dropping names. They're not asking names. <laughs> well, we're getting a lot of pushback on. What is it? Wondra. I don't even know what that is. What is? Yeah. Well, what is flour. It? It's like flour, but you use it for gravies. Why not just use flour? Thicken yeah. gravy. Because gravy does not. Or flour doesn't help with gravy. Yes, it, it does. Clumps. That's literally how you make it a roux. Part of clumps. the ingredient. Yeah. That's literally how Grandma makes a roux. That's how roux have been made for decades. Right. Regular all-purpose flour, man. Nope. It clumps. Wonder Jeez. does not clump like flour. You take your non-lumpy gravy and get the hell out of what here. What is Wondra? It is like it's like a. It looks like a flour, but I, it doesn't act like a flour. Is it flour? It does not clump. It is a. It is a. A gravy, it is like a helper to make gravy. An emulsifier? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to stick making gravy the old-fashioned Yeah, it, I've never had a problem. <laughs> Do a little butter, yeah. a little uh, flour, yeah. cook it all. I've never had it clumpy. <laughs> when are you putting your flour in? Let's get into this. When are you putting your flour in? <laughs> Some text, text coming in. I'll self-check out when I get paid to scan my items. And I don't get mad if I miss some items. I've received zero training. Wow. There's a lot of people out there that are getting popped for shoplifting. Yeah. Is it Be- worth it? Mm-hmm. For, for your bag of dog food or what the hell ever. Is it worth it? I don't get paid. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Another one. I don't work as a cashier. I'm not using self-checkout. Ask a lawyer, and they will tell you it's best to not use self-checkout so you don't get a false charge of shoplifting. How am I going to get a charge of shoplifting if I'm scanning every item? Right. That's the thing. And now... Wait, hold on. How hard is that? Seems to be easy for myself, but whatever. It's equal to putting... Next, you're going to tell me you don't put it up on the the little... uh, (laughs) Conveyor belt. Because <laughs> right. if you can do that, right. you can scan it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It isn't a far jump. Hmm. 
Man, I didn't realize there's so many people against it. <laughs> Flour only clumps if you don't. <laughs> yeah, I love that it's evolving into that. Uh, reasonable answer. Answer. Self checkout isn't for everyone, but I like them nuclear answers. Self checkout is for suckers. Just run the door with your basket of stuff. Start the car, Betty. Here I come with free ribeyes. <laughs> Sad thing is, people actually do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not over it. Even though there are lines in self-checkout, there's always more self-checkouts open than there are when you had to have people standing at them. Totally true. There are more registers for self-checkout than there ever were of people manning registers. Okay. Okay. You might have had four, mm-hmm. maybe five people running registers. Mm-hmm. self there's like 12. Mm-hmm. Right. That is true. Uh, I saw a TikTok lawyer say once you purchase your items, they're your property and not entitled to show a receipt or proof of purchase, but it's TikTok. I've seen that too, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also of the camp of like, okay, why am I going to give Betty, also different Betty, a hard time who's just trying to get paid? Right, yeah. right. This might be their second job. Or Wilfred, who's just doesn't want to sit at home and watch his stories. Mm-hmm. What do I? And I, though I can't remember the last time I was asked for my receipt at Walmart. Right, they usually do it when you don't have items like in a bag. All right, let's say you get one of those cases of water or something. Uh, they see that it's not in the bag. They're like, I need to see your receipt to make sure that you paid for your water. Who puts a case of water in a bag? I mean, I've never. I've done, I buy cases of water and I don't, I don't recall, that doesn't mean it didn't happen, I just don't recall it. Right. Yeah. It's happened to me, any any item that I don't have bagged up already, that's when they're like, can I see your receipt? I, I prefer, just keep on walking. There's next, I prefer self-checkout. I don't have to talk to anyone. I like my items bagged a certain way and it's faster. Preach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot stand when someone bags my groceries and there's cold items with warm items. Right. Yeah. The real problems in mm. society. That's because the training for baggers has just gone downhill over the past 20 True. years. <laughs> right, because Red. Right. <laughs> he got out and then, oh, boo-hoo, stop being a little bitch. If you don't want to use self-checkout, then don't use it. Yeah. I'll stop using self-checkout when those employees bag my groceries better and stop using one bag per item. You're getting free bags that way. Yeah, that gets to a point where you got too many oh bags. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm throwing bags away now because I'm my my bag of bags is full. Yes, yeah, I, have I, have a t- I mean, I bet I have 500. Easy. We do, too. I mean, it drives my husband crazy, but I'm like, these are great because they line the waste baskets totally. in the house. Yeah. Totally. We use them for when we clean the litter box. Yeah. I mean, How many do you need, though? Great. In a week, how many do you need? Because you end up having way more than you need. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then you have a couple hundred just leaning there. You'll never use. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what you do? Throw them in the in the trash. Right. And then you're they're not because you're not supposed to. By the way, I yesterday driving up to Owasso, I passed a guy in a flatbed trailer had a dead horse, wow. like an open flatbed. Wow, just and laying just up there. Some huh? bloated rigamortis horse. Oh my god. Between between waste baskets and kitty litter, we probably go through twenty two to twenty five plastic bags a week. A week? What? Yes, because we clean the litter box every day. Well, that's seven. Uh-huh, And but we but we lined the bags. It's two. So that's two. 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so, lining waste baskets around the you house. You have seven waste baskets in your house? At least. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
How trashy are you? Oh, I don't mean I that mean, like the character. I mean like amount of trash. Bedrooms. You have a laundry. <laughs> we're getting in it. You have a laundry bath. You have a trash basket in your bedroom and in your bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I got them in the bathrooms, and I have a trash can in my bedroom as well. But yeah. I don't really. Use- Why? Yeah, but because I put trash in it. <laughs> well, the bathroom's so far. Yeah. Yeah, the, the trash can no. in the bedroom is kind of like, you know, it's like, here's the bed, here's the nightstand, there's the trash can. Right, but like but in what's the middle of the for? night, if you get up, if you blow your nose in the middle of the night, I don't want to have to get up and go to the bathroom. I want to. That's n- nine feet further? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Who shops at Walmart? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love shopping at Walmart. I don't mind. I don't get my groceries there anymore. It's just too expensive. It's gotten too expensive for me. I mean,. Every place, is, you are compensating somewhere. Yeah, maybe. So, like, where maybe Walmart, you don't pay as much for bread, but you do for whatever. Right. Steak. Right. Where you go to Winco, you don't pay as much for steak, but you do you pay more for bread. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like it evens out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam always checks receipts. Yeah, we're not talking about Sam's. We're talking about Walmart. What the actual F, Lindsay? Butter, salt, pepper, and some flour. Put some milk and poof, you got you got gravy. Clumpy. <laughs> Sounds like a... Okay, we're getting off topic. I have the Walmart Plus scan and go in the app. Bring my own bags, pay as you go. Yeah, I have that too, and it's kind of clunky. So that, you, you can just scan it and put in a bag in your cart. Mm-hmm. And then when you... But when you leave, unless they've changed it, you check in at, a, at the self-checkout, mm-hmm. tell them it's scan and go. And then you still have to scan everything. Maybe they've done. Maybe they've changed it. Yeah. But I did not find it more convenient. I'm so over it. Why not just use the grocery pickup? I'm a big fan of the grocery pickup or grocery delivery. It is a game changer for sure. Uh, I had a bail bail bondsman tell me they get two to three people a week. They bail out for missing self checkout items. Okay. I don't have any friends that that's happened to. No, I don't either. And I, actually, the other day, um. I think it was Sunday, I was using self-checkout and Kevin called me. And while I was on the phone with him, I took a call and I'm bagging my groceries all at the same time. And the machine went off and the lady comes up and she says, oh, it says that you missed an item. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, Kevin, let me call you back. I'm, this is too much. There's, I'm talking to the lady, you, right. you're distracting You me. took a phone call while you were doing something else. Yes. Yeah. And... Sure enough, my butter, she's like, oh, it didn't register. And so it tells you now if you miss an item, it says it went into the bag without being Right, right. Checked. Unexpected item in the bagging area. They it, mentioned that in the email. Yes. So it'll tell you. So you're not, you know, shoplifting, so to speak. So they came and they said, like, here, take this out. Boom. Got it. Done. This person texted in and said, Sam's is different because you signed a contract to be a member there and show your receipt. Walmart is not that. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. You did sign. Mm-hmm. You said, hey, I want to be subjected right. to interrogation mm-hmm. of my purchases. Right. But at Sam's, they don't, they have, it's a lot of bulk stuff, you know? So it's like, how can you put a 46-pack of paper towels in a, in a small, teeny, tiny little plastic bag? Yeah, another person texted in. The owner of Tally's is currently going through the court process for Scan and Go. I, well, I was going to say that. The, the amount of people that get in trouble mm-hmm. for Scan and Go at Sam's, mm-hmm. people getting caught, you see that in the news. I don't see a lot of that in the news for Walmart. I, the show's really good friends with a guy who runs one of the Walmart mm-hmm. neighborhood markets. I'm going to ask him. And say, how often does this happen? Okay. How often do you have to include the police? <laughs> right. Yeah. I bet I could, I could text him right now. He'd go, how often do you have to include the police mm-hmm. for people 
it, that may not just be a thing. Like, oh, I heard. Right. Uh, wait, you guys still have plastic bags? I haven't gotten a plastic bag in about two years. I thought every state had the the ba- the asinine. Ba- <laughs> I almost didn't know that word. Asinine ban. Right. There's somebody texting from another state. The uh, yeah at. Sprouts, you have to pay. They give you, they'll just bag and go 10 cents yeah. for the bag. And you're like, damn. Wow. In Pennsylvania, they're now charging for the plastic bags. And McDonald's in Pennsylvania is now charging for even their paper sacks. The, when you go to the drive-thru. In Pennsylvania? Yes. They charge for the food they put. You, that yep. You, There's I've never heard this. Yeah. I just read it last week. Wow. Yeah. The I Yeah. I If I have like two or three things, I don't need a sack. Right. And I have sacks in my car, like, oh, yeah, I need a sack. But then I leave them in the car. I'm like, damn it, now i got to go to the car. Mm. Uh, people also complain about cashiers. Now you check out at your pace, not the cashiers. Walmart made about $6 billion in the last 10 years on false shoplifting charges. Big story last year. Huh? Wow. They made $6 billion on false shoplift. How do, you, how do they make money off of a false shoplifting charge? Right. Well, I mean, they, they bust you for shoplifting, right? You go to court, you have to pay the fines, and you have to pay the money back for the food you allegedly stole. That's they, that's just me thinking sure. out loud. Then they would have to prove you t- you didn't pay for something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm just trying to piece it together. Sure. They would have video footage of you or right. something to that effect. This is an Alabama woman who was falsely accused of shoplifting at Walmart, sued the company, and got uh, $2 million from it. I thought it would be over a monetary amount to call the cops. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All these charges for bags. Yeah, they've been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listener email from a guy who uh, says that he is over self-checkout. It's so annoying to have to scan fruit or get the unexpected item in the baggage area or even try to purchase alcohol and wait for the employee that seems to be disgusted even to have to help you and at the kiosk and they're entering the Konami like they're entering the Konami code is it me but does everyone hate self-checkout from customers to employees why can't we go back to regular checkouts and no I won't show you my receipt Lindsay I don't hate it I uh, I would love to get an employee discount because I do feel like an employee using the self-checkout however if you don't like it then use the delivery service or the pickup service problem solved because that is an amazing thing and you can use the Walmart app it's amazing and schedule your pickup time it's awesome Gimby suck it up there's really nothing you can do about it man this is the future and this is where we're gonna go and eventually there's not gonna be anybody uh, any at any line at all whatsoever I think the only reason they have somebody in line now is for the tobacco inside the Walmart or whatever because they have one lane that sells tobacco and so we can't we can't really trust people to go up there and be on the honor system for something like that. But eventually they'll pull that out, and now you're just stuck with robots everywhere. So suck it up and deal with it, man. That's all you really can do. It is the way of the world. I think this is along the lines of what I said yesterday. Mm-hmm. This is your complaint. <laughs> your life's so bad. This is the problem that you have to scan. Your food that is accessible, right? That when you want, what is it? Water? Yeah. You want some crazy emulsifier to make your gravy like grandma's? Wondra. You okay? Wondra, thank you. Yeah. Then you can buy it whenever you want. Well, almost whatever. But you buy it whatever it is, whatever you want, whenever you want. And now you are pissed. You got to check. 
dude, you're living the life. Right. We could be having to farm our own stuff and butcher our own animals to get the food. <laughs> yeah. But instead, we can go to a place that has it all in one spot. It's not. You're making it sound like you had to buy your loaf of bread and then hit the keys and pull the lever. <laughs> You're literally the same motion as if you had to put it on the conveyor belt, except it's going across a barcode and into a bag of things that are tough in life. This ain't it. This is what consolation ribbons get you. Suck it up, you pussy. Not everything's a 10. This ain't hard, man. This is not hard life. You know what hard life is? Being bombed out of your home. (laughs) been bombed out of my mind in my own home before. <laughs> I bet there's some people in parts of the country are like, man, if I could just have self-checkout that would be, and clean water, that would be a thing. If there was one place that I could go to get all my food. <laughs> <laughs> and medicine. And, and tires. Right. And fish food. Right. And sheets of fabric. And a new TV. <laughs> right. Uh, I gotta check it out myself. But I gotta check it out myself? Nope. You never get me to move now. This is a bunch <laughs> of bull. <laughs> All right, we gotta take a break. We'll be back. The Big Mad Morning Show returns next. Tulsa's Morning Show, 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. This whole rabbit hole of Wondra. <laughs> the wonders of Wondra. I didn't know that. I didn't know this was even a thing. It's just flour. It's just regular old flour. Sifted very fine. And treated. Steam cooked and then dried out. Yeah. Okay. And they sell it at Walmart. Supposed to. I'm looking right now. It says it's available at the neighborhood market right over here. See, that's problem, Lindsay. It's never there. It's never there. Mm. See, that's why everyone buys it and sold out all the time. I'm looking right now. It's available at all of them. Maybe you just don't. You're looking in the wrong spot. Yeah, maybe they move it. They tend to do. Maybe that it's a that. you problem. <laughs> maybe. She tried to give me a lesson on how to make gravy during the break. What? <laughs> It's gravy, man. Listen, everybody makes their gravy differently. <laughs> Some people can whip. Are it you up. a two-hander? Like, oh no, I just use two fingers and a thumb to make up my gravy. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay, that's it. Just real nice and light and gentle. You know, you whisk the hell out of it. Yeah, depends on the mood. Like, if I'm in a hurry, yeah, then it, it'll be probably be a little more aggressive. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But for the most part, you don't need to beat the hell out and, of it. And I'm a, I'm a thumb down. Really? Yeah. Okay. You, you just get more um, velocity? Yeah. I guess. I mean, if you really, really, really want to go to town at it to, to whip your gravy, but you really don't want... I'm, I guess I'm a gentle gravy maker. Huh. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I never really thought about the aggressiveness, the different levels of aggressiveness when it comes to whipping gravy. What, a, like, because I've seen people put cayenne pepper mm-hmm. in their gravy. Are you, a, like, no. are you spicy with your gravy no, making? Pe- black pepper, man. Black pepper is as good as it gets. I don't need any of that other stuff. Black pepper, um, that and and the grease from the bacon that I fried up, you know, and uh, sausage, ground sausage. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I I like a little spice. Okay. So I'll spice it up. Yeah. I can't do the spice anymore. I'm old. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Lindsay? Are you thumbs down or 
A thumbs down, definitely. For aggressive making the gravy, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Why you guys gotta beat your gravy so badly? It's it's just the 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 velocity is sometimes you get a better result in the end. Okay. And it, it happens faster. I guess. If you're just slowly doing it, like listen, I this ain't a matinee performance. No, man, but I've 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 always been told, you know, making gravy, you just take your time with it, nice and slow. You don't need to whip it real fast because you, sometimes you get in there, you do it fast. It ain't romance, and and then it could be. Maybe no. that's why you got lumpy gravy. No, and <laughs> I mean one of the reasons my wife fell in love with me is my ability to whip up some gravy. Okay, I guess to each is their own. She'll stand there and watch me. Yeah. And see, She's that like, would make- man, I, no matter how hard you try to do, th- or I try to do this, I just can't make your gravy. I'm like, I know. Right. I know. It's, it's just a it's your perfection yeah. that I have, I have figured out over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should, next time you're making gravy, take it nice and slow. You know, and see what she thinks about that. She might like be like, hey, yeah. listen, I like this less aggressive baby gravy mace. You yes. know, the problem that happens sometimes is if I'm making gravy, uh-huh. a kid will for sure interrupt. Oh, yeah. And then I've got to start the whole process over. Oh, yeah. Because something scorches or burns. Yeah, it happens, though, sometimes. Well, what are you going to do, man? That, that That's part of having kids. Right. You know? I'm not going to cinch on the you know the gravy making right but, but just because the kids interrupt that's what you do i mean you're sitting there you're making your gravy the kid comes in they're like what are you doing can i get a taste of that and you're like no go away no no my no gravy. my kids no no they cheeky nugs right corn dogs mac and cheese that's it that's it nothing more nothing no they're less. not into the other stuff <laughs> they're not into the other stuff right do you, who makes the better gravy in your house Lindsay? you or your husband me me if he'll i asked you. him he'll what tell you he's... he'll tell you He doesn't make the gravy. He'll help me make the gravy. He'll take over for a little bit, but then it always comes back to me. Okay, I'm back. My hand is getting tired. Can you please come over here and whip this gravy for me? He's got her trained. Right? Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. My (laughs) wife, I'm like, hey, can you can you handle making the gravy for a minute? Uh Uh-huh. She's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> like, sure, I'll do this too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just add it to the list of things right. I gotta do on my own around here. Yeah. <laughs> Let you guys figure out that conversation. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Tulsa's morning show, the Big Man Morning Show. The assault continues next. Ninety-seven-five KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show, 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. See what Lindsay has for Balls to the Wall Sports. The NFL has suspended Denver Broncos safety Kareem Jackson for repeated violations of the unnecessary roughness rules. The league announced Jackson was suspended for four games, though he reportedly will appeal his suspension. Jackson was ejected from the Broncos' win over the Green Bay uh, Packers on Sunday after he delivered a big hit on Packers tight end Luke Musgrave in the fourth quarter. It was the second time this season that Jackson was ejected for an illegal hit. The 35-year-old safety was also fined four times this season for unnecessary roughness. Some damning evidence has emerged in the sign-stealing scandal involving the Michigan Wolverines. 
Stealing an opponent's signs during games is legal and happens routinely, but Michigan was alleged to have violated NCAA rules by scouting future opponents in person. There was also questions about whether they used electronic means to aid them in scouting future opponents. According to a report published by ESPN, Michigan violated both rules. Connor Stallions, who was suspended by Michigan with pay last week, was named as the person behind the illegal operation. Stallions was said to have had the sole job of trying to steal opponents' signs. He served as a volunteer for Michigan's football program from 2015 to 2022 and then was hired by the program last year in in an official capacity. According to ESPN's report, Stallions purchased tickets to more than 30 games for 11 different Big Ten teams over the last few years. The report says that Stallions' ticket purchases had a pattern. He usually purchased tickets around the 45-yard line, just high enough to have visibility to the opposite sideline. He reportedly sometimes purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium for a given game. That practice would occur for a game between two future Michigan opponents. The report says that Stallions purchased tickets using a credit card in his name from ticket resellers such as SeatGeek or StubHub. Ticket data reportedly shows that Stallions then forwarded the electronic tickets to other people. Stallions reportedly forwarded the tickets to at least three other individuals. He sometimes bought multiple tickets per game and other times single tickets. One Big Ten school reportedly was able to locate the seat That was purchased by Stallions for one game. Stadium surveillance video reportedly captured the person in that seat holding up a cell phone pointed at the opposing sideline the entire game. Oh, man. Damn it. Stallions currently has a salary of $55,000 per year at Michigan, which raises further questions about how he funded all the ticket purchases. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh issued a statement last week regarding the allegations. Quite notably, Harbaugh did not deny that some illegal activity may have occurred. Rather, his statement mostly focused on denying have knowledge of the operation. Listen, this is Matt Rule. He's the head coach of Nebraska. Listen to his take on all this. It's a really fascinating take. Um, There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with teams over there looking over trying to steal our signs. There's nothing wrong with us trying to look at their signs. That's why you should have mics in the helmets, right? Like all these coaches that vote against it every year is because. They don't want to teach their quarterback. You know, in the NFL, your quarterback goes out there with three play calls <laughs> because if I see if I see the free safety's foot like that, it might be one high. I'm going to check to this play. And if I, but you get to college and you're watching a game on a Tuesday night, and you know they, they got the signal and they're just calling a play. So that's uh, what makes college football to me. That's why they score maybe more points, but it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should there should be 100 should be we could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines and we could get pictures of you know rock stars and all that stuff. We could just play football. The way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing. When you, when you played Michigan, did you have any suspicions that there was more than the usual amount of knowledge on their side? I, I yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, no one from the Big Ten or NCAA has asked me anything yet, so I'm not going to probably comment on anything like that. I, I would never want to cast shade at somebody else going through a hard time. I don't know anything. Hmm. Not a bad take, right? No. And I think he's making a valid point. There's no technology in college football that maybe they should evolve a little bit right. and let some of that happen. 
because it is a little ridiculous to have to hold up all these signs and all this chaos. If you've ever seen, a lot of people have never been to a game, so they don't know the chaos that goes on on the sideline. There's guys that wear different hats, different shirts, so they know, each player knows who to look for, and they give different. It's it's a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mess, and so it's a little chaotic. But he's right. Like ah, we all steal. They just got caught, mm-hmm. right? And that's your balls to the wall sports. I'm Lindsay on 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. Qualifying people for Bud Light Bedlam. Fair tickets to OU take on OSU in the last Bedlam game. Make sure you're listening. Every hour with us, we're qualifying people to win those tickets along with some Bud Light swag, a $100 Visa gift card, and a case of Bud Light. Every hour with the Big Man Morning Show only. So this will be the last one until tomorrow morning. And Chad Ward of Coweta heard the cue. So Chad, now in the running to win Bud Light Bedlam from Bud Light, 97.5 KMOUD. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Corbin. Happy 51st birthday to mattress actress Mika Tan. You can watch this exotic beauty in Be My Biatch, Hung Jury, and Stop, My Ass is on Fire 6. You go see a doctor then. She's a Hall of Famer with over 600 credits to her name. And if you ask me, she does not look 51. It says she's 45. So she was born in 77. She doesn't look 45 either. Good morning, Gimpy. Well, good morning, Corbin. You're going to get your keyword here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. Uh, to rock the bank, $1,000 could be yours. Just uh, listen for the keyword. Put it in the website that rocks, kmod.com. Let's, she is not pretty, by the way. Let's do to tell the truth. Time to tell the truth. This is your opportunity to ask anything you want. Just remember, keep it clean. No bodily fluids, nothing sexual, and don't forget, we can and will pass on a question. Let's open up the phone lines. Here's Corbin and the gang with all the truth you're going to need. Somebody already texted in. Mary Bang Kill, pancakes, waffles, biscuits, and gravy. Mary Bang Kill, pancakes, waffles, biscuits, and gravy. I mean, Lindsay made a point during the break. She was like, mm-hmm. you can't put biscuits and gravy in that camp. Why not? Because it's not the same. It's all breakfast foods, and it has a bread involved. It, it, Yes, but it's not a, you don't put like a jelly or whatever on honey or uh, syrup or on it, right? Biscuits and gravy are kind of a separate, it's a, like putting scrambled eggs in there. Yeah, man, biscuits and gravy with an egg on top? You no, 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 no. Oh. It, it's like putting eggs gotcha. in there with pancakes and waffles. Gotcha. It's yeah. two sweet breakfast items. I, I think just under the basic scope of breakfast items, I think it fits just fine. But I think you have else? to do crepes, French toast. <laughs> mm. Then you're, I think you're in the same ballpark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. This someone texted in. So mm-hmm. Lindsay kill Mary Bang kill pancakes, waffles, biscuits, and gravy. So I've never been a fan of biscuits and gravy. The only biscuits and gravy that I eat are the ones that my husband makes. So I will kill biscuits and gravy. Because I don't know whose biscuits and gravy I'm getting. I'm going to, and again, waffles. Is it my own or is it the Silver Skillet? Because they make the best waffles in town. There's something about their recipe. They're amazing. And pancakes, mm, they are good. But. Oh God, just give an answer. I'm going to marry waffles and bang pancakes. (laughs) Gimpy. 
Marion biscuits and gravy, man. That is a staple. That is something like you could, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, you can have it for breakfast. You can have it for dinner. You can have it for lunch. It's very fulfilling. Very filling. Stick to your ribs. You know, so if I want something that's going to last a while, biscuits and gravy, it's where it's at. Killing pancakes. Pancakes aren't worth a good goddamn at all whatsoever. That is trash breakfast food right there. But you can get dirty with some waffles. Oh, you can get dirty with some waffles. Slather some peanut butter all over it. A little bit of honey on top of that. Or regular, just regular old maple syrup. Oh, yeah. Dirty, dirty waffle. I'm in the same camp. Kill pancakes. Whoever goes to a restaurant and orders pancakes and chicken, no one. <laughs> Nobody, right? Yeah, waffles for sure. Have you ever been to Waffle That? There's a place in town that makes waffles mm-hmm. and they mix it with us. Uh, so good. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to totally marry waffles. Just the longevity of the relationship is there. And I'll bang biscuits and gravy all day. It's so good. <laughs> well, a friend of mine used to make it and he would do uh, sausage and then he would fry bacon but keep the grease mm. and then put cayenne pepper and all these things in there and then put all that protein back in there and then churn some gravy up for us in the morning. So... Going back to our conversation earlier about gravy, you learned how to make gravy from your best friend. No. Okay. No, no, no. Because it sounded like you guys did the same thing, same method when it comes to making gravy. No. With I, the cayenne pepper and I, whatnot. I will, I, will re- I will read a text we got about making gravy, uh-huh. and I will same. I come from the same camp. My nanny taught me the secret to family recipe for the perfect gravy making. Now I can't stop thinking about her when I make gravy. It is a best blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Yeah. I too yeah. share that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Corbin, to tell the truth, finally tell us that you're a gay Democrat. Okay, I'm a gay Democrat <laughs> as much as I'm a gay Republican. <laughs> Someone gives you an elephant, you can't sell or give away. What do you do with it? I mean, I think you've told us our option. Right. right. You can't what sell you it or it? give it away. Yeah. Keep it in my fenced-in backyard and feed it and love it. Okay, Gimby. You know, my first thought when I read that was learn to ride. Learn to ride an elephant. Why the hell not? Yeah. But you know that I think about it. You can't sell it, right? And you can't give it away. You kill that bitch and eat it. Mm. Have you ever eaten an elephant before? No, no, no. Yeah, I think you two both came up with horrible answers. (laughs) Right. You rent it out. Let's make money off it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> elephant rides. I'll bring an elephant to your party. Or you can have a party in my backyard. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Why don't I have a party in my backyard? <laughs> You've got an elephant back there. I'll make gravy. <laughs> I'll make the gravy. <laughs> what was the worst hangover you ever had, and what was it from? Nice. Oof, okay. I love this question. Lindsay. I'm going to say my 21st birthday. Shots. And I think it was probably the lemon drop that did me in. What made it the worst? Yeah. Um, too many of them. And just the mixing of the different drinks. But I think it was the lemon drop that made me throw up at the end of the night. And just that killer headache in the morning. Not enough water at the end. But just mixing. The mixing of everything. Gimby. What is this? October? It is. <laughs> was it like June? What was that one I, you know, fell out and smashed my oh, head? Yeah. <laughs> and then my friends picked me up to take me to my 
bedroom and pour me into my bed, and they hit me on every goddamn wall and corner in the house. Mm. Yeah, I want to say it was like June off of that homemade moonshine. Yeah, that was a terrible hangover the next day. Everything, everything hurt. Yeah, you know, and I had to get up and, and do things that day. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the year. I know I was in college, and we drank for some stupid fraternity thing. And I was so drunk, I was vomiting and deucing at the same oh, time. I threw out my back. Oh, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tequila and some sort of whiskey mixture, cement mixer, gorilla fart, something of that nature. Nice. What's nice. a gorilla fart? Exactly. Don't. There's no reason to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll get you one the next time. No, no. No, you ask. I'll pass. <laughs> Uh, would you rather survive a zombie apocalypse or a third world war? Lindsay. I think I'll take the zombie apocalypse. Because we know that's not happening, right? I mean, we don't know. Do we know? We don't, I think you know about as much as if there's a third world the war. Person, right. I think it's less likely to happen. So I'm going to choose that. Gimby. I'm going with the Third World War. There's less, um, I don't know, undead people that want to eat me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the chances of a Third World War coming here mm -hmm. is pretty low. Right. Right? So, uh, zombie apocalypse feels like it would be everywhere. So I'll take my chances with a Third World War. I'm out of the age of draft. <laughs> right? So, yeah, that feels like... Listen, none of them are good answers, so I don't read too much into it. Mm. But, like, the idea that that makes – it sucks that, you know, people would have to die, but people are going to die either in either scenario. Innocent right. people. Right. So, either way. Uh, oh, somebody giving an idea for an elephant. Donated to the zoo or Alabama. Oh, university. I was like, the entire state? Hey, I don't know if the whole state wants it. I don't All think right. they do. And it said you had to keep it. You couldn't sell it or give it away. Uh, free elephant, ride that sucker to work. Traffic is no longer your problem. Ah! I feel people get out of your way. If you look in your rear view mirror and you see an elephant coming your direction, wouldn't you move to get the hell out of the way? Yeah, but it, you're an irresponsible elephant owner if you treat it like a monster truck. <laughs> Just gonna sit there in traffic on your damn elephant. Or you're stomping. I don't know if the elephant would like it. Right. I don't know if elephants are like monster trucks. Right. Probably not. Probably not because you got glass and shards of metal that'll hurt their feet, man. Somebody texting him, what are your thoughts on Kennedy? I like him. Okay. He was he was a good guy, a good president. Which yeah. Kennedy? Yeah, what are you talking about? There's yeah. so many Kennedys out there. Why are you there? texting political stuff? <laughs> You're not mature enough to handle the conversation. How about that? Uh, to tell the truth, you can't make gravy. Okay, Mary Bang Kill Reality TV Edition. The cast of Real Housewives Atlanta. The cast of Jersey Shore. The cast of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Lindsay. Hmm. Killing the Jersey Shore cast. The Atlanta cast. Oh. I'd probably bang. And I. Ooh, no, I'd probably marry because those women have money. And I guess I would. 
Oh, I don't necessarily want to bang a bunch of gay guys. <laughs> me, me. I don't think you will. No. Just a. I'm not yeah. gay. I don't know how it works. Right. But it's just exactly. An assumption. Exactly. Put these shoulder pads on for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I guess I would have to. Wouldn't you want to marry them? Because they're going to help you dress and cook and I know, clean and I know. Based off the show, that's what they do. Exactly. I mean, that would be nice. But I think the Atlanta lady's got more money. Yeah, but so it's you're somebody enough money. money. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. You can. I'm just saying I'm going to marry like, for money the second time around. I'm just saying there if, we go. I'm just saying if you're, for you, to have them to help you get dressed and clean and cook and yeah, do all the things nice. they do on that show. It would be nice. It doesn't necessarily have to be but... about sex. Right. Gimpy. I guess I got to... Kill off the queer eye guys. Because it's just a road I'm not going down. Yeah. Um, so that leaves me. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and bang the Real Housewives. I've never seen any of these shows, so I have no idea what any of them look like. I know, like, the Jersey Shore, just because, you know, such pop culture, they're everywhere. I know what Snooki looks like. You know. So I guess that leaves me banging, you know, most of that cast. Okay. Uh, so I am killing Queer Eye for the Straight Guy cast because of the I can cook, I can clean. Right. I don't want to change how I dress. So that feels not a bit beneficial to me, and I'm not attracted to any of them. Right. Uh, I will bang Real Housewives of Atlanta mm-hmm. um, because they look like they have fun. We would go to amazing vacations. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I would... Bang Jersey Shore because they're good. Some of them are good for a one-nighter. Sure. Right. I'm not looking for anything like a couple of them. Sure. When I get to say I bang somebody from the Jersey Shore. Just wear protection because they don't look disease-free. To be fair, anybody of these people we're talking about could have disease. That is Absolutely. true. Or anybody you meet at the supermarket. What is your remedy for getting over a hangover? Lindsay. Uh, well, it used to be a fountain Coke. From McDonald's. I don't know why that used to be so good if I was hungover and just be in bed. But now Liquid IV is great. It is amazing. Uh, but to be honest, I don't have many hangovers these days. So I guess just sleeping in a little bit if I have one. Gimpy. Coffee and reefer. That's it. Maybe a maybe a Bermos or a Mamos. Are you hung over every single day? Pretty much. Because <laughs> you're a medicate, yeah. Uh, liquid IV, tension headache from Target, two of those, uh, and uh, B12. Mm. B12 is the magic pill that brings me back to life. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather communicate telepathically or know every single language on the planet? I think it would be awesome to be that bilingual and know every language on the planet. Gimpy. I think I'm going to go with the telepathically communication. I like to be able to, you know, just transmit my thoughts into somebody else's mind. Yeah. But would they have to be able to receive it? No. Like tele- people that can do... Telepathic communication, mm-hmm. or the assumption thereof, mm-hmm. means that some those people can also receive it and do it back to you, right? See that I don't know. As far as yeah. I've always known, you know, you're just projecting it on them, and they get it anyway. I think knowing every single language on the planet would be pretty awesome. Mm. 
I can, I don't have to worry about anything that happens at the nail salon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go to the yard country. would look immaculate. <laughs> right? I could help be a consultant in a restaurant. Yeah. I feel like the job opportunities are endless. Right. That would be perfect, I think. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Let's run. More of the Big Man Morning Show is next. 97.5 KMOD. Good morning. It's the Big Mad Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. You can also text BMMS and then what you want to say to 82945. I don't know if you saw this story. It's really crazy about this pilot who tried to turn off the engines of a plane and he's been charged with trying to kill everybody on the plane. Was it like 38 counts of murder? 83 counts of attempted murder after the incident that happened. Um, Married, father of two. Uh, He's also got a charge of... uh, He's been flying with them for a while, apparently. Uh, Charged with reckless endangerment. One count of endangering an aircraft. He allegedly tried to pull the emergency controls for the number one and number two engines, even though they are only used in case of a fire. And he was in the jump seat or had authorization to be in the jump seat, which means he was just traveling to the, another destination and there wasn't a seat available inside the cabin, um, you know, where everybody, the commoners are. Mm-hmm. And so they let him sit in the jump seat inside the cockpit. Oh. Because he was a pilot, right? Like, Yeah, he worked for the airline, yeah. you know, like I said. And so he... Guest decided he was done with it. I'm out of here. Screw you guys. And I didn't realize how common this is. Uh, last year, uh, it was in China. A plane was nosedived straight into the ground, and they think that's what happened to that pilot. A few years before that, it happened into some mountains, I think in Brazil maybe. That's probably what happened with the Malaysian plane that no right. one can find. Oh. Right, right. Right. That's a, that feels like a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. And I'll, I think it's terrible that, like, because one person's having a bad day, it's like, you know what? Screw it. All you guys are coming with me. In this instance, they were able to get control of the situation and subdue him. They had handcuffs, apparently. And, huh. yeah, and handcuffed him and put him in back with the commoners <laughs> and subdued him. And I have cockpit audio of him talking to traffic control. There's nothing great here in the audio, except he's exactly like you would expect a pilot to be telling you the flight's delayed. Okay. Listen how calm Mm -hmm. this pilot is talking to air traffic control about the, they're calling it a hijack attempt on an Alaskan Airlines flight. Okay, I'll just uh, give you a heads up. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I, I think he's the dude. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. Are you it. kidding me? Corbin, i got to ask you, man. You're the only one in this room I here. am the flying expert in the room, mm-hmm. correct. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. You're the only one that's ever took any training. So with that, when you take that training, um, do they go over, like, you know, pilot speak or how to talk like a pilot, you know, in, in any other courses? 
The only thing that I can recall during that time is mm-hmm. to be clear and calm. Okay. And I guess that makes sense. You want somebody, like, you've got all these lives in the air, in the air, and if something goes awry, you want that person to be as calm and collected as humanly possible. No, 100%. And that's one of the amazing things about pilots or pilot training is you prepare for crazy events. Mm -hmm. You're plane stalling. And so you can, when it happens, you just... Ha- you, your body just reacts, right? And you just does do it. what it's supposed to, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, you go over the procedures and look at your cheat sheet for engine stalls, right? So then, when it happens, it's just muscle memory, right? You know what the next thing is if you glance down at your list, right. what's supposed to happen. I guess you don't want your pilot to be like, "Oh God, we're all gonna die." But nonetheless, <laughs> this guy just tried to overpower him, and he's like, "Uh, just to let you know, we." Uh, Got the terrorist subdued, and uh, he seems to be in the back enjoying some peanuts, and uh, we're going to be a little delayed on his destination. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It felt a little weird. It, yeah. it, it goes on. Then 2059, turn right, heading 100. When you have a moment, what is your uh, gate that you're parking at, and do you need uh, local law enforcement to show up? Yes, we need law enforcement, 100, and we don't know the gate yet. Uh, then 2059, uh, what uh, is the front level? The threat, the threat is now in the back of the airplane. Uh, that feels more like what I expect. Right. You can tell his heart rate's up, his adrenaline's yeah. moving. Uh, so we're, we're reduced on the threat level. Uh, I'm, uh, we're going to check in with the flight attendant to make sure everything is running smoothly, but it seems like he's settled down as soon as he, uh, after one moment of going. Uh, uh, he got back into it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we'll get you as soon as possible. That's what I'm waiting for. Hey, we're going to check in with the flight attendants, and uh, he's going to try to make a stay as cozy as possible, and uh, we're going to need law enforcement. A little bit overboard. Uh, we put him in the back, so. Did he just say a little bit overboard? A little bit? <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me. Did he just imply the man trying to take over the plane mm. and initiate the emergency extinguishing of the engines, mm-hmm. which is an unreversible m- movement, Right. was just... <laughs> Hold on. Down as soon as he... Uh, after one moment of going uh, a little bit overboard, uh, we put him in the back. So. Uh, that might get him off. <laughs> that might get him out of the charges. Okay, because he went just a little overboard and didn't go way overboard. The pilot did not say he tried to crash the plane. Right. It said he went a little bit overboard. Right. What's your definition of overboard? <laughs> I don't... That would be like saying the people that hijacked those planes on 9-11 uh-huh. went a little bit overboard. Just that hardly feels accurate. <laughs> right. My wife gets mad because she thinks I'm staying out too late, <laughs> and she screams and makes me sleep on the couch. That feels a little bit overboard. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. You key my car, <laughs> telling me I'm a cheater, that's not a little bit overboard. No, that's psycho, uh, psychopathic. That's terroristic behavior. <laughs> All right. right? Press 2059, Roger. Just as we can report this, what was the uh, highest level that uh, occurred? It escalated to a four. Uh, but he's out of the cockpit now. Roger, top y'all. And uh, I got some information to pass along when you're ready. Yeah, we've got the uh, occupant. He's uh, handcuffed and he's an ass back jump seat when law enforcement arrives. And uh, right now he's uh, staying calm. 
What do you think goes through your mind? Like, you, like whatever, you had a mental episode, whatever. I would imagine handcuffs are a pretty sobering um, event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And you're sitting there back with the flight attendants. Seems weird. And you're like, oh, man, that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Right? That moment of clarity. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You have a moment of cl- I would think, I mean, unless you don't, right? Yeah. I think it's also important to note. When you're responsible for 80, 100 souls every time you take a plane up, that's got to be stressful. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? I don't want to make it sound like they're doing a morning show. Right, right. What's that Denzel Washington movie where he's a pilot and he's drunk all the time? Flight. Flight. It's amazing. October 13th, 14th, and 15th, I was drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was drinking then. (laughs) Yeah. I can see why, though. If That seems pretty stressful. Okay. You know what I was wondering? I was thinking... You know when you when I go to a salon and get my nails done, okay. You see the you see that their certificate is hanging up beside them, their license to do nails or whatever. When you get into a taxi cab, you see their license. Okay. Why don't you ever see that when you get into an airplane? Because it's governed by an agency that you and these people have agreed to do business with them, so that you assume that everybody's on the up and up, just like you 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 just believe that that's the doctor's certification when you go into the doctor's mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. You but you don't, do you, see there. You you just assume it's the accurate one. Right. Yeah. It's just a certificate that you can buy from the university. I can buy I can buy you a diploma from the University of Oklahoma today. Mm. Can we all be doctors? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should do that and put Doctor them up in, the, in here. Oh, I love it. Yes. Sure. Right? So it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. right? They only display them because they have to. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because they have to. Your point is fair, though, that, you know, you, you don't ask anybody if they have a driver's license yeah. when you get in a car with them. Right. You just assume it. You get an Airbnb, mm-hmm. uh, you get an, an Uber, an Uber, and don't think twice. Right. The number of times I've gotten in an Uber and been like, this person's pilled out of their mind. <laughs> oh. Right? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Stop the car. Get me out. <laughs> right. Because I have a hunch. <laughs> <laughs> I am not educated in the finer points of opiate addiction, <laughs> but it feels like. Your pupils ain't moving the correct way. Also, I want to know when he said, "What did it escalate to?" And he said, "To a four. Right? What's the, what's? I, yeah. How high does it go? What's right. the incident? Like, is it a ten? What's a? Ten, is it a five? Uh huh. Right. If, is the max five? Yeah, absolutely. What's the threat <laughs> level incident? Right. Yeah. yeah. On yeah, an airplane. About, sounds legit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so here it is. These are the levels of threat. Le- level one, disruptive behavior, verbal only. Okay. Level two, physical abusive behavior. Okay. Somebody punches an airline pilot or right. something like that. Level one is, you stupid bitch. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Level three, life-threatening behavior or display of a weapon. Okay. Okay, so we didn't have a weapon. So a box cutter. Right. Wow. Spork. Right. Yeah. It feels like it should be higher, right, Lindsay? It does, yeah. definitely. And then number four, uh, level four, and there are only four, attempted or actual breach of the flight crew compartment. Uh, but no. uh, but uh, here's the deal. They invited him in. 
They invited him in. Right, but he but he did breach it because he was trying to take down the plane. So well, I mean, he's already breached the flight crew compartment. Yes, but Maybe. if I invite you into my home and you steal my stuff, that's robbery. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And you can burglarize a home you're already in. Fair enough. All right, then. So right? there's so only four levels. There's only four levels. Mm-hmm. You sure there's not a... F- there should be a little more, right? I don't know. I'm a, actually as a guy who's very like black and white. Like I like the idea of it's clear. We don't. There's no gray area. <laughs> right. Yeah. You called me a bitch. That's level one. You you pushed a uh, another customer. That's a two. Right. A three. You presented brass knucks. <laughs> and number four is it's clear you've made it into the cot. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Right. Uh, all right. How long should he go to jail? Wow. Oh. Well, definitely he's got to have a um, a examination of, you know, be seen yes. by Yes, how a, long should he go to jail? For after a psych eval? A few years, probably three. Just a few years, huh? I mean, depending on the psych evaluation. Well, if you have a psych evaluation, I don't know if you should go to prison. Right. And they say you're crazy. I don't know if you should go to prison. You probably should go to a mental ward. Yeah. Gimby? What did you say? It was like 83 accounts of yeah. attempted yeah. murder? Yeah. So one year for every count. One year for So his life should be over. Yes. You tried mm-hmm. to kill 83 people, bro, because you had a bad day. He's definitely <clears throat> losing his pilot license. For sure. <laughs> you shouldn't even be allowed to do a remote control one. No. Right. You shouldn't even have a video simulation game. I'm going to, I don't know if you should spend 83 years in life in, in prison. I mean, I don't know if you should, life should be over. You definitely should lose your pilot, uh, pilot's license. But if you're having a, what kind of message do we send about people in mental crises? If you make a mistake in your mental crisis uh, for you to go to jail for the rest of your life and your life be over, how are you going to get other people to come forward when they're having mental problems? They're just going to continue to hide it. Yes. Keep your stuff under control and everything will be all but right. But you can't. Sure you can. No, you can't. That's why it's a mental problem. Right. <laughs> all right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to the Big Mad Morning Show. This is Tulsa's Morning Show. 97.5. KMO. Good morning. It's the Big Man Morning Show. 918-460-KMOD. Lindsay, what'd you learn today? Uh, I learned to thank God for the kinky pilot that carries the handcuffs with him when he travels. <laughs> and a Chinese beer plant's in trouble because a worker peed into a beer tank. And now they're probably in double trouble because they'll get sued by Keystone Light for stealing their recipe. Good morning, Gimpy. Good morning, Corbin. I learned that if she makes gravy better than you, she's a keeper. I also learned that I should stop making gravy and pay more attention to the goddamn game. I learned that Lindsay doesn't like her gravy lumpy. (laughs) And I also learned that when your mom starts requesting you to make gravy in front of her, you've mastered the craft. It's Corbin saying make sure that dishwasher is loaded right. It's Lindsay, stop tracking my cycle. This is Gimpy, and I'm sorry. Will you make me some gravy? Ready? Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Yeah. Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more. So for one last time, make some noise. 
your password. Corbin. New messages. The Big Bad Morning Show, I'd like to take a minute to thank troops from Oklahoma and all over the United States. These soldiers have sacrificed to give the Big Mad Morning Show the freedom to act like the total douchebags that they are. Total douchebag. Total, 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 total bag douchebag. Total and complete douchebag. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. We honor and respect you. God bless. Rock and roll! It's over! Bicycle Tulsa. <laughs> God bless Tulsa. We tried, boys. Like, she does talk to me about things she says. Right. She's like, do you think this is okay? She knows it's still a little foreign to her. Yeah. That, though, she just went guns a-blazing. Nope. <laughs> oh, nobody cares about that, Bran. Mm-hmm. I love the idea that <laughs> you might be the one to get fired <laughs> for saying something out of line. <laughs> right. That'll, Not me or Kimmy. Right. All <laughs> right. the years, all the people, yeah. all the things ever said. You're like you gotta go. <laughs> I I long ago put my head in a place that was because we we've talked off air. We're one sentence away from getting fired. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Because you you just gotta offend the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to offend anyone or be offensive what you say. But uh, yeah. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> Friday is gonna be a little different. Yeah, hey, it is what it is. Right. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, I talked about this earlier in the week, and this is uh, somebody made a post of awkward interviews and that live in your mind rent free. Uh-huh. And it was about the guy who broke the glasses. Yeah. This is Kanye West one. I had, couldn't play it on the air because he swears in it, but uh, it's just awesome Kanye West. Because look at Gaga. She's the creative director of Polaroid. I like some of the Gaga songs. What the fuck does she know about cameras? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, what does she know about cameras? Does it matter? I mean, they chose her. Yeah, no, I don't. I think it's, yeah, it's not a thing. This is another one that these are all pretty good. These are worth playing just to talk about uh, celebrities doing stupid things. So this is Destiny's Child. But Destiny, Destiny's yeah. child or uh-huh. Destiny Childs? Destiny's Destiny. child, plural. Okay, Here, here's it. What do you think the government should be doing about the foot and mouth epidemic? We don't know anything about that. All we know is we just got the here. Deadly virus that's decimating the nation's livestock. I, uh, oh, I oh, the thing oh, about the four-legged animals. Yeah, yeah. I watched that on the news and <laughs> I feel really, really bad about it. We all do feel Didn't really bad. Didn't they kill like 40 million animals or something? Whoa. It's crazy. Any thoughts? Some tests should be run so this can stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, the thing about the four-legged animals. Oh, mm. uh, we feel really bad about that. That's not a thing. Mm. Yeah, so I don't think that's a thing. Here's the glasses one if you didn't get to hear it. Flapping the table, they're flying everywhere. You're tossing the glasses. They're unbreakable. Unbreakable? They're Test unbreakable. Test Break them. Step on it right now. No, you step on them. It's your product. You step on them. Go ahead. Speedy step on them. I can't do that. You can. I bet you I can break these. They're unbreakable. Speedy. They're not unbreakable. Speedy. Don't tell me they're unbreakable. Listen, Don't challenge they, me. Listen. Don't challenge me, Ray. They're I will un- break them. Listen, Speedy, they're unbreakable. They cannot break. It's impossible. 
<laughs> well, uh, so good. Here's another uh, Kanye West one because he's so funny. Because look at Gaga. Oh, she... that's the same one. He was doing a hand, different hand gesture, so I thought it was different. Here's Whitney. Can't go wrong with a good Whitney interview because you know she's high on the crack. First of all, let's get one thing straight crack is cheap. I make too much money to ever smoke crack. Let's get that straight, okay? We don't do crack. Don't do that. Crack is whack. Well, those words came back to Hunter. Yeah. People will tell you who they oh, yeah. are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I make too much money to be smoking crack. Yeah. You're just smoking a lot of crack is all you're doing. Yeah. Uh, just so good, right? That's fun. Let's see if there's another one in here that's pretty awesome. I don't know. This is da oh, David Lynch being interviewed. Because uh, people that do interviews, celebrities, sometimes they never... They just don't know what to say, so they just say stuff, and then they're caught. So listen yeah. to what he says. Believe it or not, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. Mm -hmm. uh, why, why, we'll elaborate on that. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so good, right? Mm -hmm. uh, here's a Lady Gaga one. She always does fantastic. For, in the beginning of her career, she did very crazy interviews. If you take your clothes off, it's amazing what will happen. If you could do something dangerous just for once with no risk, what would you do? Die. Bus. Club. Another club. Another club. Plane. Next plane. If you could be anyone for a day, who would you be and why? Does it have to be a person? I'd like to be the moon. I'm an, I have an interesting mind. If you take your... Yeah, I think that is, in that case, it's just, I'm, just I'm, I'm weird already as it is because I'm out here wearing meat suits and shit like that. Yeah. And she's like, I just got to keep that weird image up. Yeah. But then this is one she did with... Um, uh, Anderson Cooper, mm -hmm. and this this is where you can hear her be really smart. There was that rumor where that that you had a male appendage, that you were a hermaphrodite, and you mm -hmm. you joked about it on the stage last night. Maybe I do. <laughs> but but it's interesting. Would it be so terrible? But it's interesting. A lot of artists would immediately put out some sort of a statement saying this is absolutely not true. You have fun with it. Why the hell am I going to waste my time and give a press release about whether or not I have a penis? My fans don't care, and neither do I. <laughs> Well, I mean, right. Good point. Which is the thing I feel like we talk about a lot. Why do you got to dress it? Exactly. Right. Right. You, you're fanning it. It's a you problem. Right. Yeah. It's a you problem. This is a pretty great one. This is a woman in a wheelchair who got uh, her purse stolen from uh, a lady and they catch the lady and then now they're interviewing the lady whose purse was stolen, right? And she's just this old black lady. <laughs> it's fantastic. Please snatch an 86-year-old woman's purse. She wants to hurt me. And the bitch don't even know me. At 86 years old, Bernice Starts is full of spunk. She's traveled the world, seen a lot, but never anything like this. I hope that they beat her some of the women in prison beat her every day for as long as she's in there. Some people might say that's harsh. Well, so what, what she did to me was even worse. Tonight... <laughs> What age does that come around where you just, you don't give a shit what you say anymore? You just, it is what I, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it. I look forward to it. Yeah, I think it depends on, I think it depends on your, like, your experiences in life, too. Okay, that's fair. It's like, I've been through so much shit. I can you, say what I want. Right. If you lived in a gated community and have never eaten ramen and shut your mouth. Right, right. Right? Okay, yeah. 
Uh, this one's always fantastic. Oh, this is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this. I gave you 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. At this point, we... For those that don't know, that is R. Kelly mm -hmm. having an episode. Yeah, that was a little, more, a little more awkward than the last previous ones we had listened to. Yeah. That was like, ooh. Do you right. need a potty break, R. <laughs> Kelly? The whole, the whole basis of this is these are all interviews that live in your mind rent-free. Like, what was going on here? Right. And that, for sure, is one of them. There's oh, yeah. no way... He like have you ever seen the movie Gone Girl? In the movie Gone Girl, Ben Affleck's character is about to do a big interview. Wow. Right. And for those who don't know, he's accused of of killing, kidnapping, and killing his wife, mm -hmm. but she has staged, which he is aware of. Right. He knows she's not dead. He knows she's just being a bitch. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to pull her out. They're doing the interview to pull her back to the surface because right. she's in hiding. And so uh, Tyler Perry plays the powerful attorney that's come to help him and mm -hmm. save the day. Mm -hmm. And in it, they prep for the interview. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me R. Kelly didn't? Right. You, that was, yeah. and I know that's a movie and all that, but that does, that is a thing. Yeah. And yeah. you're telling me R. Kelly didn't prep for the interview? Like, do not lose your cool, stay calm. <laughs> right. Or did he just go willy-nilly? Sounds like he went willy-nilly to me. A little uh, bit. I think you're probably right. He thought he knew better than what his what his people were telling him to right, do. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, if I scream loud enough, they'll they'll believe me. Yeah. Because I'm talking louder. This is some uh I don't know what this is. This is some other interview. You'll love this one, Gimpy. This All is right. pretty good. I like I it. I mean, I might let her do something, but I'm not doing that BDSM shit. Talk about it. She'll stick a finger in there though if like she really if Call she get feeling explorative. Jesus. Yeah. So mm. how wait. <laughs> Have you ever had that done, or are you saying you're open to having that done? No, having what no, done? No, a bitch just stuck a finger in there before. A, f a finger in your ass? Uh -huh. Oh, my God. All right, just stream over, y'all. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> just being authentic, like yeah. sharing some shit. Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, that went a little too far. <laughs> Uh, here's a different one with, I think it's a different one with, with, uh, Kanye. Why do you, the, why do you think the song Niggas in Paris is called Niggas in Paris? Cause niggas was in Paris. <laughs> That's why we were in Paris. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, he has some of the best interviews cause you're like, what what's he saying? You don't yeah, know. What are you talking about? You, you don't know what he's going to do. Okay. So I'm reading this book about, uh, creativity mm. by Rick Rubin, right? And it's a really good book. It's got some really good things in it. But the, at one point he talks about why people that are very creative are out there. Right. Because to be creative, you have to be open to all types of things. That makes sense. Right. To be able to observe it, to be able to be, um, aware of it. Mm. Right. Sure. Mm. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe mm -hmm. he's that creative. That he's just so aware of all these things. Right. I could see that, it. That he, right? Because he, he's a genius. Yeah, he is a lyrical genius. He's a musical, sure. lyrical genius. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's but his interviews are bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's on, an, on a whole other level. Why is everybody calling me a gay fish? <laughs> <laughs> 
We thought, who could we? Who's the least <laughs> offensive person here that we can offend? <laughs> Kanye. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see if there's another one uh, here. Oh, this one's so good. All right. This is. I don't know who this person is, but she's being interviewed. Um, and so this is her response. You'll hear it. Follow the questions. If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. <laughs> So think, okay, I hear on the optics on the out, that mm -hmm. sounds crazy. I'm a big proponent of this. Oh, yeah? Why should you have to compromise? Let's right. say I'm against okra. Right. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife's, no, I want you to eat okra. Should I eat okra? No. It's and no. compromise? No. Right, right. So I'm a big proponent of if you want things to be a certain way, find the person that fits that mold. Now, the pond will get smaller. Absolutely. Have you had okra before? Have you tried it ever? A long time ago, yeah. Okay. Then then no, you shouldn't have to compromise. I grew up with you cannot say anything is gross or disgusting unless until you've tried it. Yeah, but we're talking about compromising. Exactly. So We're talking about you changing your morals and your beliefs to be with someone. Yeah, right. No, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't. I don't you think shouldn't. so either. But when you first hear that interview, you're like, "What a bitch." Right, right. But the more you let it sink in, it'll be, you know, you're right. You should have your standards. Let me be me. If you want someone to bring you juice every morning and make right. you breakfast in bed, find that person. Right, right. Good luck, but find them. Yeah, yeah I, out there. I hope you find them. Yeah, yeah. But if you're like, I, I probably should get up and make, get my own juice, <laughs> the, the, the pond's going to get much bigger. There'll be yeah. way more fish yeah. available <laughs> for you in there for you mm -hmm. to take advantage of. Here is... Uh, Oh, who, who's this rapper? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, that's, uh, oh, fuck. That's not, that's uh, DJ Khaled. DJ yeah. Khaled, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is a DJ Khaled interview that's pretty uh, funny to listen to. I want the house on the water. I want the nice car. I want the nice watch. I want to stay fresh. I want to stay clean. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, you should strive for greatness. How did you gain all the weight? Um... Just eating a lot. No shit. <laughs> no shit. What is it? You see that on the TikTok, some video, and it's like switches over some Africa. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. This is one that made me think. This is Prince being interviewed. Mm. This is pretty good. That should be solid. The first line of that song is, your butt is mine. Now I said, who gonna sing that to who? Cause you sure ain't singing it to me. And I sure ain't singing it to you. So <laughs> I never thought of that song. Yeah. The first line is your butt is mine. Uh -huh. But I don't think they mean like physical booty, right? Surely. What I mean, we know now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Right? But like, but like, I always took it, understood it as like, hey, your ass is mine, right? I'm gonna fuck you up, you mess with me one more time because he's talking bad, about right? being bad. Yeah. yeah, you know I'm bad, you know it, Shimon, a turkey turkey. Yeah. 
So I could see how, like, try to keep it clear or whatever, keep it clean instead of saying, that ass is mine, your ass is grass. No, that butt is mine. But now that you think about it. I mean, it uh, could, he doesn't, he isn't known for writing songs to rally you before some sort of uh, advancement <laughs> on the enemy. Right, right, right. Different kind of advancements, but yeah. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe so. Now, I mean, part of the genius of Michael Jackson was his ability to transform and be so many things, right, right as right. a musician. Mm -hmm. I'm capable of separating he was a really piece of shit person and a great musician. And, and a great musician. Mm -hmm. And also, he had a fucked up life. Yes. Right? His dad pretty much was Ike Turner. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so not to, I don't blame him, but I also blame him. Right. But also, amazing performer and singer. But I never put two and two together that the first lyric of the song was, your butt is mine. And Prince is like, who are you singing Ooh, that to? Whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> Which, by the way, Prince has always been questioned as well. Oh, yeah, go about down. About his sexuality and stuff like that. Dude, uh, who's the, um, the guy from uh, Jay and Silent Bob? Silent Bob being... Kevin uh, Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith has this. Go look for it online. Mm -hmm. Kevin Smith has this great story about doing a documentary for Prince mm -hmm. and getting hired by Prince, and then going to Minneapolis, meeting with Prince, and he's like, "It's the weirdest shit he's ever done." Right. And he finally had to be like, "I'm out. I can't. I'm sorry. Hey, Prince, you're is Prince. I would love to do this, but yeah, yeah. He's what? even even Kevin Smith's like, "Yo, this is too, too fucking weird, man. This is weird for me. <laughs> I can't." Be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of like interviews that live rent free, these are gold. some amazing ones. Uh, let's see if I can find another one. Let's see if we can find another one here. Uh, there's some great ones of some people that I would have to give you some context of who they are that right. I don't think makes sense because, uh, like, if you know who Charlemagne the God is, he's a DJ guy who does amazing interviews yeah and his whole purpose is to put people on their ear like he is the guy he's who's good. just gonna say whatever yeah he's good at what he does to yeah to be a pain in your ass uh this is adele oh hello being interviewed and they've said something funny i don't know what they've said but he's she's laughing so hard and she's got a fantastic laugh. This is fat Adele, by the way. Oh. Which skinny but pretty voice, totally tattooed all over her body. Oh, it's like it's singing Miss Sorry, so that again. Sorry, pardon. Is it true? You went to school with skinny but pretty voice, totally tattooed all over the body, drugs taken, singing Miss Wine in the house. Um, <laughs> it's not. No, I. No, I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't make it through that interview either without laughing. Yeah, the right. lady's got like a weird dialect, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, so funny. It's like a cross between Mrs. Swan and Sharon Osbourne. Yes. Yeah. I thought the same thing when I heard <laughs> Sharon Osbourne first. I thought, yeah, Miss Swan. He looking like a man. <laughs> this is uh, Wawa interviewing Mariah Carey. Are you the bitch she's singing about? Are you the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, right? Uh, this might be one of my favorite One second. Ever. What did you think about the ride? It was great. And apparently, I've never been on live Dad. television before, but 
Apparently, sometimes I don't watch the sh I don't watch the news because I'm a kid, and apparently every time, apparently Grandpa just gives me the remote after we watch the Powerball. It's <laughs> the Powerball. The idea that that kid, they're like, do, do the thing. And he's like, ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Where, where's my pills? Uh, <laughs> right, just numbing mm. the pain from everything. Yeah, I love interviews like this that just, you have no idea what's happening. And it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. That you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. I will watch this over and over again. <laughs> have you seen the one with, um, oh, the guy from... Um, from uh, Big Bang Theory, plays one of the dorks, and he's being interviewed by Larry King. Uh-uh. I haven't seen that one. Which dork is it? That's not a main dork, though, is it? The guy from Roseanne, or... Uh, right. Not Jim. Was it Jim Parsons? That's Jim the main Parsons dork. That's the main... the main dork, yeah. And then the guy who played David from Roseanne. No, yeah. the, the, the Indian-looking guy. Okay. okay, now I know who you're talking about. I couldn't tell you his fucking name, though. I think he's on Big Bang Theory. But Seems he, right. But Larry King's trying to talk to him, and at one point he makes a reference to DuckTales. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so here it is. Uh, a luxury you can't live without. A luxury I can't live without coffee. I really like good it's coffee. It's not a luxury you can get it anywhere. Uh, I guess, yeah, I like good coffee. What's, uh, I love coffee, too. I like nice socks. Socks. Your your socks would you put in your shoes? Yeah, I really love them. I like kind of like you know, cozy feet. You're attracted to your socks. I'm attracted to really nice running socks. Like I'm always looking for good running you know, socks. Not, that's not a luxury though. Coffee and socks are not a luxury. Alright, give me a luxury. Which what luxury should I have? Private plane. Larry, I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have private plane money, Larry. Larry King is maybe one of the top five interviewers of all time, right? Sure. Like his ability to navigate and interview the people he has that does research is impressive. Mm. And in that moment, he just got owned by a guy. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to make me look. Over, or he's just not an overzealous guy. He's like, I just like nice socks, man. Right, yeah. right. And That's to be witty enough to be like, I'm on, what are you talking about? <laughs> a private plane? So what's a luxury that you like, Lindsay? I love that bidet. That I think true. that's a luxury. Okay. Not many people have an ass blaster 3000. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Gimpy? I'll probably save my bike. Yeah. Ordering bottles of wines at restaurants. Okay. Yes, that's a good luxury. That is, that is something. I, th I think the idea of a luxury is something that makes you feel... Uh, maybe bougie or okay. uh, uh, or rich, okay, right? Like a private plane, yeah, right for sure. Um, fancy vacations. I like luxury vacations. I like going to places mm. where the sheets are fucking really soft, right? And I'm not gonna see a bug. <laughs> Just me. Mm -hmm. Just me. Bidets are awesome, right? Motorcycles are awesome, yeah. But that for me, that's those are the things that I like yeah. unnecessary, yeah. yeah. I gotta take one first before I can say that. So I mean, I'm staying at the La fucking La Quinta. So <laughs> I hope, I hope in the uh, uh, the adventure of you and Item, yeah, 
I get to witness you going on one and coming back and being like, holy shit. <laughs> right. That was amazing. Having that much free alcohol. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe one of these days. I have to be on like a carnival cruise or something like that. Oh, no, you don't. don't. They have like inclusive uh There's packages. resorts you can go to. Yeah. You don't have to get on a goddamn prison. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I want to get on the floating that's prison? That's fine. Hey, listen, everybody has different <laughs> definitions of a vacation. If yeah, that's yours, yeah. don't let my <laughs> hatred for them right. and indoctr- attempted indoctrination Right. Persuade you. Right. Go to Finland or something. Who vacations in Finland? Uh, Finnish people, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I'm sure there's nice things to see in Finland. Sure there is. I Just don't like, who goes to Estonia? Like, <laughs> right. Or Antarctica, but people do. They want to go, yeah, for sure. Right. I don't think the hotel living in Antarctica is going to be that nice, though, but that's just my opinion. Okay, so you got to be, when in Rome, type of thing. What is defined as nice in Antarctica? There's no, you know, plumbing. Right. right. It, it's a fucking cold place, so. I think a blanket. <laughs> How about no wind would be right. considered luxury? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think there. How was your trip to Antarctica? It was great. Not a single breeze at all whatsoever. It was like 32 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> the wife and I are talking about going to Yosemite next year and taking really? the kids to Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Flying into Fresno and then like renting a car and driving two or three hours. And and she's like, well, what? A, what? A, what's the accommodation story? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's a fucking forest, honey. Yeah. Right. Like. That's Probably it. a clarion. Right. You want to like right. run a, like an RV maybe or something? or oh, No, not particularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that Robin Williams movie, right. RV. <laughs> yeah, RV. Uh, I'm not afraid to do an RV and, and do that type of trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to navigate mountains mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. uh, try to get up to certain places that sure. we want to in Yosemite, I don't want right. to do that in an RV. And also, I don't want to be like, shit, we need to go to the store and get some toilet mm-hmm. paper and be like, <laughs> Everybody in. Yeah. So is <laughs> right. this going to be like a cabin type thing or? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Probably a hotel thing and just rent a car and, you know, drive whatever and look at giant fucking trees and stuff. Oh, yeah. We used to go up there a lot growing up in California, you know, because we wasn't that far away. So we'd just go camping up there, sleep on the fucking ground. I think that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. It's I would hoop. love that. That's Not hoop. sleeping on the ground, but at least having cots or air mattresses. But I do enjoy tent camping. I enjoy tent camping to a degree. Right. Um, because my argument for tent camping is the amount of shit you have to take. Right. Literally a truckload of stuff. Yeah. That's not, that's work. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do work. Right, right. I want to go on vacation and pull, the, like in the Matrix, yeah. like take the thing out of the back of my neck and right. just be a vegetable. <laughs> right. And when you go camping, you can't. You got to be aware of your surroundings. Right. You got to make sure you have food. That is true. You got to push it away from the bear. Uh, you got to have toilet paper, pick yeah. up your trash, yeah. stay away from the fire. Like, fuck all that. It's That's not fun. Giant pain in the dick. Now, with that being said, if I did like a solo camping, I could be down with that. Right, it's just you and your pup tent, you know, you ain't got that much, you're a little sack of shit, and you're good to go. But if you're taking the whole fucking family, yeah, yeah it's a mess. Allie and I said that if we younger, if we would have met when we were younger, mm-hmm. her and I would have done the van life thing and just done, like, gotten in a van that has, like, beds and whatever. Right, mm-hmm. converted. And just drive and- to places and then, you know, fucking put up a thing and... Sit there and wake up to the sun by the ocean or oh, yeah. Grand Canyon or yeah. mountains or whatever. Like, 
navigate that. Yeah, that's my retirement plan, as a matter of fact. So they got campers and shit that you can pull behind yeah. the motorcycle, you know, and they fit a full-size bed in there, queen-size bed. Right, a person, yeah. Right, right. Um, and they're not that expensive, like six grand, you know, and it's just it's just a little pop-up fucking camper. You know, you connect to your motorcycle, and when you're done, right on down to yeah. the next location. That's my retirement plan. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, when I am older, I don't want to do shit. <laughs> right. You just want to sit in your fucking backyard and watch your football and drink want, your beer. Yeah, I just want to, yeah. yeah. I don't want to do shit. I don't want to have to, I, want, I don't want to take care of anything. Right. I mean, but, and I'm not knocking yours. Right, right. I mean, I mean, that you, sounds you still perfect to, for you. You still have to take care of some things, you know, your house, and you know, I guess if you're just paying somebody to do all the work for you. Oh no, I'm out. the oldest. Right. So like my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, they'll be there to take care. Yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Come in, wipe your ass whenever you need to, and you're good oh, to go. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was looking at a thing, and it was like the uh, the thing that you die from by age, mm-hmm. and once anything below 50 is just like something you did. Right. 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 Car wreck, uh, an accident of some sort, mm-hmm. some intentional uh, ingestion of something. Right. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Once you get into like 60, then shit starts going. Your body starts going, hey, we're going to need a new gasket. <laughs> right. We've done blown one back here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or uh, <laughs> oof, tranny on this is not looking good, man. <laughs> right. Because you're not taking care of it. Yeah, absolutely. And you probably haven't for the past, you know, 60 years. Drive a car with no mm. oil change for 48 years. See how good it works. Wow. It's just a little sluggish. It gets you around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And if you try and change the oil, then it's usually when fucking problems start around. Oh, fuck, I've got all this new juice. I don't know about that. That's, <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Though. So hmm. I, I just, when I get older, I just want to be like, I don't want to do anything. I'll pick, I'll be a chauffeur. Right. I'll go pick kids up, kids up, grandkids up. I'll mm. do all that. Mm. Yeah. I'll watch grandkids. Right. I'll be active in that scenario. Oh, yeah. But if you're looking for me to trim a fucking bush, <laughs> build something. Fuck all that. Right, right. Like, I knew this cat, and he was, like, in his 60s and loved making cabinets and stuff. And if that's what you want to do, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Not for me, though. My father-in-law plays pickleball every day, and then in uh, the summer he'll go blueberry picking. That sounds Those exciting. are, like, his hobbies. Yeah, but you're now. not blueberry picking every day. Um, <laughs> He'll go, like, at least four days a week. Yeah, okay, well, there's clock. only... Blueberry season's a very short window. Yeah. And there aren't very many blueberries. Is he getting paid like he's doing it like I'm picking for other people? No, he does it for himself. So he'll have a freezer full of blueberries. Yum. And he'll put them, you know, eat, put them in a salad, and he'll make blueberry waffles, blueberry pancakes. And- oh, yeah. It's, you're goddamn blueberried out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll never forget when Biggie's uh, in-laws bought a blueberry farm, and he was like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to inherit this blueberry farm just automatically <laughs> thinking he's going to fucking get it. Right. right. No, they'll leave it to one of the responsible kids. Yeah. You just sit there and eat your jam, fatty. And that was his thing. Like, <laughs> There's constantly blueberries all the time. Yeah, I couldn't do something like that, man. I'd get burnt the fuck out quick. If there was going to be a thing you would own mm-hmm. so you could have infinite of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would it be? Cannabis farm. Oh, of course. Absolutely, man. Don't ever have to pay for weed ever again. You know, you can really master your craft and become, you know, make some of the greatest chronic out there. Fuck okay. yeah. And you could do it fucking year round. 
inside, outside, you know? It's not like, I don't I don't know, maybe you can have an bl indoor blueberry farm. Fuck, I don't know. I, I don't see any reason why you can't. If I can grow pot inside, why couldn't I grow blueberries? Yeah. I don't know. How about you? Um, I don't know. Like, I thought about, like, a brewery, but I don't want to fucking manage something. Mm -hmm. right. I just want shit brought to me. Right. Right? Like, I just want some endless supply of weed, right? Right. Sure. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. Because mm -hmm. having a keg is awesome. Right. Where I can drink beer whenever I want. Also, not. It takes maintenance. It's a, something to be a slave to. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and it, listen, white person problem, I got to figure <laughs> out what the next keg is going to be. Right. And it, it, I'm not very good on making decisions when I'm committed for long periods of time. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I got no problem buying a bottle of wine. If it sucks, I fucking pour it out. I don't care. Right, but this is a fucking keg we're talking about. Like, even like if I spend high end, you know, twelve dollars for a four pack of beer, mm -hmm. if I don't like it, I'll fucking throw it away. Right. I'm not wasting my time on it. Right, but this a is a fucking keg yeah. that runs a hundred, hundred twenty. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> shit. I better make sure I really want to fucking drink this. Right, yeah. right. See, if you just stick with easy to drink, easy to enjoy Bud Light, you wouldn't have that yeah. problem. <laughs> Do you want to do all that weird stuff? What about yours, Lindsay? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would love to. It would be nice to own a business, maybe a restaurant or something. But again, I don't want to manage necessarily. Something. And you would have to. Yeah. Even, even if you had people underneath you, you'd still have to have a hand in there somewhere. You know, when I was growing, you know, fuck a pot in my backyard, you know, until the seasons came around. That's peaceful, man. I go back here and just fucking trim up a few leaves here and there, a few buds, a few branches off, spend a little bit, as little or as much time as I want with it. Right. And then back into the house. So it's not like there's a lot of management that had to go with it. Right. But you're also not going to be heartbroken if it falls apart. Absolutely no. I've got other ones to, you know, fall back on. But that's, but I think mm -hmm. that's the factor, right? Uh, when it comes to it. that, like people that have gardens, mm -hmm. that's why I've never been good at a garden because I'm always like, I don't give a fuck. Right. If, if I don't get a tomato, so be it. Right. Makes sense. I'll just go buy one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But You're like, it, you know, $1.35. But yeah. if you decided you were never going to spend another dime on weed mm. and only cultivate weed. Right. You pro your attitude with it might change maybe maybe i got it i usually end up with enough at the end of the summer to get me through the winter and all the way until the next you know mm. harvest is over with so i get a year supply of fucking chronic every time does weed go bad and i it, even like dehydrated things mm -hmm. or dried out things right have a shelf life yeah yeah it does i mean it can get moldy for sure it can, can you freeze it no that's how it gets moldy Oh. Uh-huh. Because moisture. Uh-huh. You want to keep as much moisture away from it as possible. It also gets dried out. It may lose its potency. Maybe a skosh just a little bit, but you still get you still get fucked up off of it, you know? So think about all the... Well, you don't smoke. I was going to say, think about back in the day, man. You get that dirty, sure. dry shit. You know, you roll it up, and you're like, ah, oh, this is horrible. You still take a few tokes, and you're like, all right, all right, all right. Still works. It, it still gets the job done, yeah. So if it, even if it was old, it still worked. What? Fucking Roseanne episode, if you remember that one. Oh, yeah. Where they found the reefer or whatnot. Yeah. And she had hit it like 20 years ago or something like that, and they're all fucking hammered in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. Same thing. Did you know the Connors has been on uh, next year? It'll be on as long as Roseanne was? Seriously? No shit, huh? I always thought Roseanne was on a lot longer, or yeah. the Connors hadn't been on that long. Yeah, no. Huh. It, it, it might surpass. How and it's that? a successful show. It's yeah, considered. It is. It's, yeah. I watched it when. Uh, Roseanne was still on it. I haven't watched it since she left. 
I catch my clips on the TikTok. Yeah. I watched it when it first came back, and I went, yep, that's Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel different. No, but, it didn't. And then uh, that kind of ship sailed. Like, I'd seen the episodes. I didn't, yeah. you know, like, there was talk about them reincarnating the office and bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Oh and the creator was like, no, 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 no. Like, if I bring it back, it'll be completely different. Yeah. Right? I'm not bringing back them. Right. Because that would be really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Everybody's all old and shit, but yes. still at the same time, it would. we would still look at the new one like we do the old one and be then comparing it and be like, well, this fucking sucks. I think yeah. the Quantum Leap show works because you can in, it, it lives on its own. Yeah. It isn't the old show. Right. It's got a little bit of the premise behind the old show, but it's totally new and modernized. Yeah, it, it mm. only... It, it only... You don't have to know anything about the old show. No, you don't. You don't. I've really fucking gotten into that one. Yeah. Speaking mm. of shows, have you watched Found yet? Found. Found uh, the missing persons, and it's on uh, mm, Peacock. I think it's an NBC show, or um, it's a missing persons. It's got uh, Mark Paul Gosseler is in it. Oh yeah, old uh, Zach. Yes. Zach attack. Yes. And uh, this woman is kidnapped at a young age. She um, she makes her way out. She escapes from her captor, and then mm. she opens up a missing persons agency where she finds missing people. Oh. I watched the pilot. I think there's only been maybe three or four episodes so far. Mm. I watched the pilot. It was pretty good. Just haven't had time to catch up on the rest of the episodes. Recovery specialist Gabby Mosley and her team are dedicated to finding America's missing people forgotten by the media, law enforcement, and the public. (laughs) They'll stop at nothing to solve these cases because for them, it's personal. Every member of the team has first-hand experience with mysterious disappearances, whether it was them or someone they love. But Gabby's willingness to cross the line could be the very thing that brings her down because she's enlisted her own childhood kidnapper to help. Oh, God, it sounds wow, fantastic. Keeping him locked in her basement. Rip. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> so the basis of the show is she's got this team of people. They find people that are missing, mm-hmm. and her inside knowledge or expert of the situation is a guy she's keeping imprisoned in her basement. That mm-hmm. tried to kidnap her, I believe. That kidnapped her when she was young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that seems a little fucked up. That's that the seems, twist. And, and that the seems world ridiculous. thinks that he's still out there somewhere. But what the but world doesn't know is secretly. she's got him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I am not going to watch it. Yeah, that doesn't... <laughs> you lost me at the very end. I like the idea of like finding people and they have this special team. And I like the idea maybe of like she's got this person she consults and you never know he's in the basement. Mm-hmm. That's a fun twist, maybe for the season, the series finale. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the fact that she's down there fucking bringing him nachos <laughs> and a new pail. All right, where's my hot pocket? <laughs> right, what's the uh, saving Silverman? Right, with Jack Black, Steve Zahn, and um, what's his name from uh, American Pie? Right, right, and right, Neil right. Diamond, mm-hmm. and they steal, they kidnap <laughs> the girl that's stealing their friend mm-hmm. and keep her in the basement. And she gets out by trying to give one of them a hand, Jay. <laughs> Which, speaking of Jack Black, did you know Tenacious D was in fucking uh, uh, Biodome? 
No. I did not. I didn't either. I was in watch- bio with Polly Shore. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was watching it, and it's uh, the scene pops up where uh, the girlfriends are at uh, the college, and there's like a big Earth Day rally or whatever. And there's. Oh, yep. The- I do remember this scene. I do remember this scene. Let's see this. So they're. Do we need to set up Biodome? I mean, you can if you want. Biodome <laughs> is Polly Sh- Shore uh-huh. and one of the Baldwins, uh, not Alex, Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Baldwin, that's, yeah. That's all you need to know, really. <laughs> and they accidentally get trapped in this testing facility yeah, that is a Biodome. Yeah, they have to use the bathroom and they think it's a mall and it's not. <laughs> Sorry. I'm playing hacky sack can help improve the environment. It's all about raising consciousness. Ow! Hey, just can't stand up and preach. People are like giving back rubs to each other. Yeah. Open up your chakras, Monique. Uh, no thanks, Siddhartha. What we need is to save some trees. We just want to save some trees. Don't say we didn't save some freaking trees. Yeah, it sounds like every single. Tenacious D song. Oh, yeah. I was listening. I was like, is that Tenacious D? Yeah, that's what fucking threw me. Both of them are. Kyle's still a little poorly, but but Jack Black is skinny Jack Black. I was like, what the fuck, man? I didn't realize that they were. And I've seen that movie thousands of times. He was skinny once? Yeah. Yeah. And what what was that? Fucking 94? (laughs) 96? Something like that. (laughs) Whenever it came out. Uh, this says that Jack Black is 5'6". Oh, God. Wow. And Kevin Hart is 5'2". Oh, they're not And bad. I've stood next to Jack Black, mm-hmm. and I felt like I was towering over him. Really? So imagine what it'd be like if you're next oh, to Kevin shit. Hart. <laughs> I mean, that's five feet behind you. Yeah. 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 And that's, what, at least four inches to the top of the frame there, at least? Oh, that's shit. Fine. A foot? Yeah. That's probably a foot. Yeah. Oh, this right here? Yeah. That's not a foot. No, from the look where the black line is, dude. Oh, from here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There you go. I you didn't learn something. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I guess the things that I care about is not if <laughs> Tenacious D <laughs> was in Biodome, but uh, shit. There you go. That and there's special flour to make your gravy. That's right. More flowery. Wondra. Learned so much today, haven't you? you guys have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.